I need you to listen to this for me. Like we're friends and, and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those websites. So. Like they'll give somebody like a three piece suit and a pocket watch or something. And you're like, what do you mean? This is his new look. How could that be his new look? You know, someone turns a corner to their cat and the cat says, well, hi, like a Southern gentleman. And I love that. Hello and welcome to People You May Know. My guest today is Rachel, aka Gully Works. I don't know that they agreed to just be called Gully Works on the podcast, but I've had a lot of Rachels on recently. Not sure how to classify all of them, Okay. So you got to find some way to differentiate. And guess what? This Rachel, Rachel W, already had a Rachel W. That doesn't even work. What are we, what are we doing now? Got to get the middle names involved? Jesus Christ. I got a problem. Got an infestation of Rachels on the podcast. No, Rachels have actually been top tier guests. I have to say all, all three of them have been just fantastic. Fantastic. This episode, I loved it so much. This is really exactly why I wanted to do this podcast. It was so I can connect with people and feel friggin' happier in my day. And so when the audience listens, they feel like they're listening to people who like have a connection to people who have good rapport, people who are talking about some cool shit that they both like, and you're just listening and loving it. You know, like you are part of the gang. It's why I watch Impractical Jokers. (laughs) You guys, I haven't watched it in a while, but it's a good show, okay? It's a solid show, and I love watching their friendship. Do not judge me. One thing that came up on this episode was that I have a lot of, like, unresolved trauma, you might say, around pets. I'm a lifelong animal lover and that, that means, you know, (laughs) God, I was just going to say, like, I don't even know the saying you're cooking with eggs. You got to break, you're going to break a few yolks or something, which is just not at all addressing the level of seriousness of this problem. But it's like, no, when you have like a shitload of animals You're going to have so many animals die, and a lot of them are really going to traumatize you. And you're going to feel like shit about them for one reason or another. And I told Rachel that I'd worked through a lot of these by writing songs. It isn't all animal trauma that I'm writing about. I write about some other things too. Unresolved issues. Um, The very first thing I wrote about was my cousin's suicide. And as soon as I realized I was going to write about it, it was just like, oh God, like it just hit me. It felt like very obvious that that was what I was needing to write about. And I was like, oh, this is going to be difficult, you know? And it really was. (laughs) It was difficult and I cried so much and what's weird is that I was already crying when I was writing it 
But then when I listened to Sean's music and I imagined singing it, that's when I really started sobbing. It was just like, I don't know, man. Music is powerful, I guess. But yeah, I didn't really realize that I had that much leftover trauma from that. Because at the time, I actually cried a lot about it. Which was unusual because like my grandma died and I didn't cry about that. And my uncle died. It was my cousin's dad. And I didn't cry about that. Like I I can be very detached from emotions. And actually the main times that I'm not detached from my emotions are with pets. It's pretty rare that I don't cry when a pet dies and if I don't it's because like I wasn't there generally you know so I'm just I never make it real in my mind but most of the time I still cry you know so today this morning when I woke up I had a dream about being with my kitten Baxter that I had when I was 15 This was a kitten that I bottle fed. I bottle fed Buster and Baxter, the two siblings. They were so cute um, for when they were really, really tiny baby babies. And Baxter almost died one night, as a lot of that age kittens do. And it was so horrible. But I just stayed up with him all night and just let him sleep on me all night. And he lived and was doing so much better the next day. And it was just like, you just have such a bond. Like, when you put that amount of effort into a relationship. Like, both of these kittens were crazy. They were, I mean, typical. But it was it was really hard sometimes. Like, having to wake up every two hours to feed them. And they would just be like, scream crying kind of like I was this morning they would just be like scream crying as they're waiting for their food they didn't they didn't have a ton of patience and then they would just like claw the shit out of me they would like like when they were feeding I guess they were like clawing me um but they would claw the bottle and just be like like holding on to it for dear life they would like claw my pant legs like just climb me it was It was so funny, but I remember like because of the lack of sleep, I remember one day, I think it was Baxter, I was holding Baxter and he was just like, mew, 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 just like going and it was so stressful and I was so tired that I didn't shake him, but I like shook my hands, you know what I mean? Like where they were like vibrating, my hands were like vibrating as I was holding him because it was just like, I need to get this energy out, but obviously I'm not going to shake a kitten. Um, but it was like soothing. I'd either soothed him or it scared him because he was just like quiet. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so it was, we went through a lot together. You know, I only left the house once in the whole time I was watching them. That's how I remember I was 15 at the time because I went to this party and this guy liked me at the party and he talked to his sister. His sister was there too. And he was like, oh my God, who's that girl? She's so cool. And she's so hot. And his sister said, oh, she's 15. And he was like, gross. And then did not pursue a relationship with me. Um, So (laughs) I remember, 
I remember I was 15 when I got these kittens. And I got them from my friend Kelly in high school, who I'm still friends with on Instagram, at least, these days. So, last night I had the dream about Baxter. And in my dream, I was holding him and then... I let someone else hold him. Some real weirdo. I just let some weirdo hold him. And in my dream, I was like, God, I hope this weirdo doesn't hurt him. And why am I letting this weirdo hold him? And who even is this person? And how did he get the kitten? And like, what's going on? And then later I was holding the kitten and then he was like under blankets on me. And I just thought, what if I lose him? I'm like putting him under blankets. Why am I doing that? I'm going to lose him or I'm going to forget that he's there And he's going to get hurt or killed or like, what the fuck am I doing? And then I was like searching for him and I couldn't find him. So the memories with Baxter are so painful that I don't like to think about him. It's like if he pops into my head, I'm like, it just like hurts like physically. And so... I just don't like to think about it. And this is actually the way I have been with a lot of animals that I've had. I have these painful memories where I can't even think about them until I wrote songs about them. But but with Baxter, it, um, I don't even remember if he was in one of the songs. One of the songs kind of a compilation of all these terrible cat memories. But if he is in there, it wasn't, it wasn't enough, you know, because um, there was a lot like unresolved there that came out this morning and I just started thinking about him and thinking about what happened and it was just really rough to think about and then Sean woke up and then I told him about it and then I just started crying because once I say something out loud it becomes a lot harder to not react to it so then I was just crying and and telling Sean like you know he was like you didn't know I didn't even tell you the situation. So the reason why it's so painful is because I was trying to be adult and get the kittens homes, even though I know myself and I can't do that. I just get too emotionally attached to animals and like, I can't do that. But I was trying to be adult and give these kittens homes. So I did. I gave Buster to a mother and daughter and... Buster seemed really upset, but they just seemed like a family and Buster wasn't as much like my baby as Baxter was. Like he just wasn't on me constantly. He was more just like a playful kitten, you know? But then with Baxter, I was alone at home and the people who came were fucking weirdos. They were fucking weirdos weird. And I really didn't feel comfortable letting them take him. I really didn't want them to take him once they got there, but I didn't know what to do. So I didn't do anything. And he was so upset as they were leaving. So that memory has always stayed with me, obviously. And I just always regretted doing that, right? That was just 
pretty much as soon as it happened, it was like, this is the biggest regret of my life. And I didn't, it still is. (laughs) So um, I'm 35. So still the biggest regret of my whole life. Um, I didn't have any way to get in contact with them. So there was nothing I could do. Now, at some point when I was driving around, like I got my driver's license, I saw these people. Like I figured out where they lived. I saw them outside of their house. So I would always think about like stopping there. And then one day I did when I was 17. I got my driver's license when I was 17. And I stopped there. And I asked about him. And she said, oh, we lost him like a couple days after we got him. And all I can hope, all I can hope is that somebody found him. I hope that that's a true story. I hope they didn't hurt him. I hope that he got out and somebody was like, what the fuck? Why is this kitten loose? Or somebody just saw these weirdos with a kitten and they were like, no, <laughs> like I'm taking it. I really, really hope that's what happened. But thinking about this today, I just really allowed myself to go into the sadness. And right now, I mean, I'm sure you can tell I sound sad. It's nothing compared to this morning. I was inconsolable. I didn't go to work. I was crying for two hours. I was, I was scream crying. I really was. It was like, I was like, oh, this is what Claire Dane's crying is supposed to emulate. It's like this like intense, like guttural pain and just like where you're not even controlling it. Like, you know, when people like give birth and they're, they talk about how they make like an animal noise they've never heard come out of them before. That's what was happening today. But I will tell you the thing that finally made me feel better. Because I said, I'm sorry. I said, I wish this hadn't happened. I said, I hope nothing happened to you. Like, I said I'd give anything to change it. You know, like I said, all these things that maybe helped a tiny baby bit. But the thing that really helped was actually doing what I wish I would have done. So just reliving that moment of those two fucking weirdos coming to the house and actually saying what I wanted to say. Just saying, (laughs) I said it in multiple ways, but like, just like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. Or, hey, you know, I really can't let him go while my mom's at work. You know, I'll give you a call later. Or, you know, I really don't think I can do this. I'm realizing I really can't give him away. I love him too much. Just like actually saying that. And then imagining like, taking him back and just having him be calm again and be safe and me feeling safe and not having to live with that regret. That 
finally made me feel a little bit better. Because I started to think, like, there has to be something I can do to feel better. Because there are people who, like, their children have been brutally murdered or tortured or held captive for years or just gone missing and they still don't fucking know what happened to them. Like, there are so many terrible things that happen that, like, it's like, how the fuck does someone live with that? How does someone live with that knowledge? So, I just knew there had to be something to do to find some relief and... I knew acceptance wasn't it. I knew there was no, like, upside to this. There was no, like, lesson, really. Um, There wasn't anything that was going to make me feel better, you know? It's not even the feeling of regret. It's, It's the feeling of, like, true regret. Like, wanting that thing to not have happened, Deeply wanting the truth to not be true. And just there's no comfort in any shift of perspective because it still just is what it fucking is, you know? But for some reason, imagining that I'd done the right thing and actually like doing it, like saying it out loud and acting it out, it like maybe clicked in my mind a little bit and shifted something around and it just it helped it helped a lot it helped a lot so if you have anything in your life that haunts you try to find a way that you can confront it or think about it without being totally crippled by that memory Because now, now I get to just, like, think about it. Like, like I have a lot of tattoos, right? And I don't have any tattoos for animals. And the reason is because it's too painful. (laughs) Like, I just love animals so much. And all that they go through is too much to think about regularly, you know? It's like, I don't want a tattoo of a cow or something, and I'm just constantly thinking about the torture they go through. And I couldn't have tattoos of my cats either because it was just too painful. But now, now I think maybe I can. And I know it sounds like it's still really painful. And it is still very, very sad to me, obviously. But it doesn't hurt as much as it hurt before. It just makes me sad. But it makes me happy to know that I can think about him again. So, I apologize for 
putting this long fucking intro on this episode that's already my longest episode. But you know what? That's just what had to happen, okay? So, (laughs) I hope you'll enjoy the interview with Rachel. It's honestly fucking great. They're fucking great. So, you know, (laughs) like, shift gears and get into a better mood, all right? (laughs) Welcome to the show. Okay, I'm going to try and make sure my dog sits down because she makes a lot of noise, like, <laughs> that's running okay. about. If we hear a little clomping throughout, that's just going to be cute, you know? Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess it's kind of whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get started with a drink game, okay? Because Ooh. you said that you love unique drinks. And first, I guess, tell me more about about this love of drinks. Wow, that's, um, I've never really thought of where it comes from, but, uh, like, I'm definitely a sweet tooth person, Mm -hmm. but, uh, if I have a choice between, like, boba and, I don't know, like, cake or something or candy, I'm always going boba. Interesting. Uh, I don't know why, um, but I just gravitate, actually, on New Year's, we had a plan to sneak boba into the movie theater. Oh my god. And uh, the boba place was closed, and it almost ruined my night. Hopefully it's not going to ruin my year, but uh, <laughs> it, it is pretty, like, big for me. Um, and it's not just boba, it's like, I mean, I'm definitely a kombucha person. I'm on the record as, as making kombucha in the past. Um, oh, you make kombucha. I used to. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know what it is, but I'm ju- I just gravitate towards weird little, maybe it's like their little potions or something. It feels like a, oh yeah, you know, a little fantasy drink. What are some of the weirder drinks you've tried? Ooh. I'll have to think about that. Um... Even just, like, a weird flavor. Like, I know at the boba places, they'll have, like, honeydew, like, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I usually go more, like, savory or oh. almost, like, herbal and medicinal stuff. Like, I think, like, if I get a latte, I'll get, like, lavender syrup or some bullshit like that. Okay. Um, so a lot of, like, cocktails that I try have weird, like liqueurs that shouldn't still exist because they're from like the turn of the century or something and it just tastes like people used to drink it when they had the flu or oh whatever. my gosh um, and you genuinely enjoy it or are you just like this is interesting so you just kind of like it because it's unique yeah yeah i mean sometimes i genuinely am like oh shit this i could drink this all night and then sometimes i'm like okay that's like a fun little novelty but i'm not committing to that and then i just like make someone else finish it (laughs) Uh, but you gotta try it yeah i gotta know how funny um okay yeah with lavender i feel like there are certain flavors like i had a lavender tea recently Ooh, okay and i felt like the flavor sort of 
was like floating above the surface. You know what I mean? Where there's like you, you take a drink of something and you're like, I get that there's lavender, but it's not like in it. You know, and yeah. I think that happens sometimes with sparkling water, too, where, like, certain flavors are just, like, they're not in it. They're there. Yes. I think I know what you mean. And I think, like, lavender is a good example because it's almost, like, fragrant. So it's almost, mm-hmm. like, a separate sense or something. Um, yeah. I wish I was, like, more well-versed in, like, mixologist-type stuff. But I am remembering, I think maybe the origins of this, which is I used to work at a Korean cafe Mm -hmm. uh, in college, and they had, like, blooming tea, like, um, rose tea and stuff like that that would actually bloom. Uh, And then they had, like, sweet potato lattes and, like... Oh! Just the craziest things you could think of. Um, And, yeah, I think that's probably what got me started on this road. Oh, but yeah, okay. so did you like the lavender? Or was it... No, I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. Um, yes, I wonder if I, like, cultivated this, like, taste because it's, like, quirky, and I'm like, oh, I can be the, the one with the weird taste, you know? <laughs> uh, maybe I forced it, but... I mean, I don't know. I, I get definitely... Um get at least like wanting to try these things and be more into some of the unique stuff like um you know like you said like when you do see something on a menu that's like sweet potato latte it's like how can you not try it even though you know you're probably often gonna prefer whatever you'd normally get some normal shit but it still is like I need to know what this is all about yeah, exactly. So then in that... And I think... Sorry, what? Oh, well, I think part of it, too, is, like, especially with weird cocktails, you can kind of pretend, like, you're from a different era. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I feel like an alchemist. You're, like... There's, like, almost a weird, like, role-playing element to it where you're, like, ooh, I'm playing a character. I could be, like, you know... I love that view of it. That seems much more fun. Yeah, some, like, Game of Thrones... Oh, oh, yes. Okay. I always think that whenever I see meat at the store, I'm like, oh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, what am I, a wench? (laughs) So what alcoholic drinks have you had that were super weird? Like, even, like, the medicinal flavors. Like, what is that? Is it, like, that, like, black licorice flavor or, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, I do love... I do love absinthe, even though that's, like, oh, so really? cliche. Yeah. I've only had it a couple of times, but I do love that, that licorice flavor. The first time I tried absinthe, I was, like, it was, I like, a did, revelation. I did not know that that's what absinthe tasted like. That's, that's nightmarish. They may, it looks, <laughs> I, I hate black licorice. I hate that flavor. But, like, they make absence look so cool, like, the little, like, green fairy situation. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. and it's, like, basically fancy Jägermeister. Get out of here. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, to me, when I hear fancy Jägermeister, I'm like, that exists? Like, I can have that? Like, I can drink that and be cool? Like, yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, the first time I drank absinthe, it was, like, a shot, which is, like, not how you're supposed to drink it at all. Like, oh, okay. of course, you're supposed to do, like, 
the whole, you know, you like add sugar to it and really like enjoy it like you would in a Parisian cafe or whatever. Mm. Um, but it was in college and, you know. Everything is shots. Yes. <laughs> that age. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why did we do that to ourselves? Like why? Because <laughs> shots are pretty terrible like why and also why so many like screwdrivers if we were gonna have a mixed drink it was like it's some vodka bullshit like the worst drink you could have I know I know I've really wondered that too I mean like my go-to for a long time was like I think it was vanilla vodka and we would mix it with root beer Mm. and that would be like I don't know I I feel sick when I think of it (laughs) I mean, that was, like, when you were younger, you're like, oh, look at this little, you know, you could put it in a a Sonic cup and just drink it all night. What is a Sonic cup? From Sonic? like Oh, Sonic cup. I think it said Sonic, (laughs) and I was like, that sounds fancy. Whoa. (laughs) But also, to your point about shots, um, last year when I was, like, working on a farm, I knew someone who we hung out quite a bit, like, just because they were, like, a, um, dating the person I worked for. Uh, and they were obsessed with tequila shots. Mm-hmm. And I had gone for so long without taking shots. And basically all last year, it was, like, every couple of weeks, I would just drink, like... I would take, like, three or four tequila shots in a night, and... Oh my <laughs> awful. God. Like they, like the whole time, I'm just like, why is this a thing? Like, but the <laughs> answer is, it's just, it's because you like don't want to feel anything anymore. You just want to like, yeah, go well, away. I think that that yeah, it's like it's because it's really efficient, and because mm-hmm. you're you're thinking I'm not tasting it as much, which just also is not true, really. But no. um. But yeah, it's like it's efficient, but when I think about it, when I was younger, it's like I didn't need efficiency. It was like I'm going to be here all night. <laughs> I don't the drinking the shots just means that when I drink other stuff as I know I'm going to do, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so Yeah, leave the shots to someone like who does really need to escape and like has right. a problem you know yeah, they, you can have that. yeah you guys can have the shots it is like so interesting though because some alcohol like actually tastes um good but i never had any of that when i was younger like tequila i think is nice in a mixed drink or whatever yeah never had any of that i had it was pretty much all vodka. There was a lot, a lot of vodka happening. The worst alcohol. It just is. It's so unpleasant. No matter how much mixer you put into it, you're tasting <laughs> right, right. that rubbing alcohol. It's mm-hmm. very unpleasant. But, you know, I guess that happened. I think my first drink I was drinking a lot of was, like, whiskey and then I got okay. so sick from it multiple times or whatever that it was like, I can't drink this anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, I went through a gin phrase that was like pretty similar. Um, I was drinking gin every time I went out and like, I mean, I like it because it is like, it goes well with like, like herbal, you know, like mint mm. or whatever and stuff like that, which is fun. But when you're hungover, like gin is the worst taste to like have. Oh. In your mouth, like, there's just something about it that's, like, it's really easy to just swear it off, because it's, 
it's pretty brutal. Ugh, yeah, that sounds rough. I only had gin a couple of times, and I felt like, I felt like the way you feel when you're drunk off of gin is different. Like, I don't know mm. if that's true for, like, all alcohols, but I was just like, this feels like I felt more, like, focused or something instead of, like, just, like, totally crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I buy that to some extent. I really haven't... I, I don't drink whiskey very much. I like it in, like, a hot toddy and stuff mm. like that. But I, I don't really drink whiskey cocktails in general. But, yeah, gin is nice because, like, I don't know, usually you get, like, cucumber and gin and stuff like that. So it does have a very, like, clear feeling to it that's, like, refreshing. So, like, I can understand, like, I feel like I could write a paper right now or, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Yeah, and maybe that was just my perception of it, too. Kind of like you were saying, the character thing, where it's like, who would drink gin? I'm right. drinking gin. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I was drinking them at open mics and smoking clove cigarettes, so that kind of gives you a window into the logic there. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it. And that is so funny, because when you said... Like, I wonder if I've created this persona because I'm quirky. I was thinking <laughs> clove cigarettes. For whatever reason, that yep. popped into my head. Okay. Yes. Yeah, big time. I used to smoke um, capris, which are the really skinny oh, cigarettes. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know those were still, like, a thing. Yeah. They still make those. Okay. Those, and I think Virginia Slims are the same, I think. Okay. Um, but just That's the glamorous. white trash version or whatever. But right. Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed that when I, that was like toward the end of my smoking career mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. thin ones. Uh, so then I remember like a couple years after I'd quit smoking, being at a party and it was like, I drank and I like never drank. Um, and my friend had cigarettes and I smoked one, and I was like, why is this awful? And it's like, oh, because it's an entire cigarette. You're used to tiny baby ones. Okay, And and then it had that thing. I don't know if you remember when this happened with cigarettes, where they had ones that were like a regular cigarette, but then if you pressed it, like you pressed the filter, it would turn into a menthol. Yeah, Yeah. the crush. (laughs) So I did that, because I was like, fun! It does a thing. (laughs) And then I was like, ew, menthols are gross. Right. Like, why did I make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> Can I press it back? Can we go do something? <laughs> See, and that's what, why can't you? What, what, also, what's happening when you're pressing it? Right. I'm like, so, I, this is magic. That's I'm sure magic. it's not good. It, it no. is good. It's like magic, <laughs> yeah. but it's like black magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're releasing some kind of like extra poison or, totally. you know, there's some sort of, fu- I'm sure it's like some glass breaks and you like, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the glass gets in there too. I mean, yes. who knows? Yeah. It's, it's something very bad that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life in ways that you just don't even know. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you like, okay, you like crazy flavored drinks or unique drinks. Do you also do the, like, um, you know, go to, like, Cost Plus World Market or whatever and look at, like, the international, like, candies or cakes or, like, do you, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm kind of, like, I want to branch out more with food foods because, like, whenever I go, like, to, like whatever an ethnic restaurant like I know what sweets I like and I don't know Mm. anything else like I'm so bad like I just know like whatever cake they have (laughs) like that's that's the that's the plan like I don't really like someone has to order food for me but I know 
like what dessert's gonna be. Um, Interesting. So I don't know, like. I mean, you know, I like Turkish Delight and, you know, all mm. that. Um, is t- and Turkish Delight, is that like a the je- jelly candy type thing? Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah. yeah, I actually don't know how to, what it actually is. There's a lot of things that I just don't know, but yeah, I'll eat it and love it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, but yeah, I, I do need to, now that I'm in Philly, I need to find a... I need to go to Chinatown more often mm. because, like, we used to have, in Oklahoma City, where I used to live, um, we had a giant grocery store that had, like, a ton of, you know, uh, different desserts from around the world. Uh, oh. But now I don't really have a spot, so I need to find the hookup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have a, a Japanese store in um, my city, and... They have really cool little desserts that are just, you know, a lot of the time when you taste desserts from other cultures, you're like, or other foods or whatever, it's like, this is weird. <laughs> like, you guys just kind of got used to this, you know? Right. <laughs> but the, the desserts, the Japanese desserts, I really like them. They're just, like, not as sweet, but otherwise, they're right. just pleasant. I know. Well, I kind of like that, too, where it's more... Subtle, like one of my favorite things is red bean desserts. Yes. Like anything with red bean, I'll go for it because it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It almost feels healthy or something. It doesn't yeah. like weigh on you <laughs> as much as like you know some American junk food. Totally. And I like the um, I don't even know what they're called, but when it's like, it looks like mochi. But it's mm-hmm. not the frozen mochi. It's like a jelly thing, and it'll be filled with, like, a taro-flavored Ooh, jelly okay. or something. Like, those are those are pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if it's... Because I know they have mochi that's just, like, dry. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be refrigerated. Um, so maybe that because, is yeah, still I love just what stuff. it's called. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. That would be my guess. But yeah, I know a lot of people don't like that because of the texture like, it is very soft, and it's almost like pudding or something. I don't know, but... Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's unique, and I know, yeah, most people probably wouldn't like it. Most people I know, at least I know, like, if I give it to my mom, she's going to be like, no. If I give it to oh, my yeah. husband, no. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> or I'm just like, okay, this is just for me. What, um, I think this place is a chain, but there's another place in my city called, like, 85 Degrees or something like that. Okay. And it's, like, a Asian bakery sort of thing hmm. that has, like, savory stuff and sweet stuff and all just really unique. And a lot of it is the textures are unique. It really is not just right. the flavors. The textures are so different from anything that we normally have, like, at the grocery store or whatever. Um, but have you ever heard of that or been to there? No, I've heard of um, S-Mart is a big one. I think they might be oh. Korean. I haven't heard of 85, though. I'll have to keep an eye oh, okay. out. Yeah, I we, mean, we have an S-Mart here that's just a normal store. So is it's it? just a okay. boring-ass grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? You're getting ripped off. Yeah. I think usually they have, like... A bakery. Whenever I was in uh, Jersey, um, I had a friend whose fiance was Korean, and they would go 
there all the time and like come back with stuff from the bakery and, and give me like a bun or whatever. I wouldn't even know like what the bun was, but <laughs> I mean, every time it was good, it was like a little fun little gamble. Yeah. Um, but their bakery was like bomb. It was that really sounds good. amazing. Have you ever been to Jollibee? Mm-mm. No. That's another like chain that I want to say it's Filipino sweets. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't I've never actually been there because a lot of what they have is like meat. Like I think they have like pork buns and stuff and I don't eat meat, right. so it's like I've just but I've Same. been in there and it's it's interesting. I don't know. I yeah, always yeah. wish that I could get it, but <laughs> I know. Well that's the other thing you have to be careful about is like when you don't speak the language and there's stuff where you're like, This could be meat like Yeah, totally. That's something I kind of run into uh with like mystery buns. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just have to have someone on hand that you can, like, pass it off to if it turns out to be. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I would love whenever you are trying something new or unique, like, you should, like, post about it on Instagram or something. That's true. That's very true. I used to, like, put... I kind of took a break from, like, stories, but I should start doing it again because... I do love posting stories. Yeah, why did um, you why did you take a break? It just kind of happened or Yeah, I think I mean it was kind of an organic thing. Um but then once I realized I wasn't, I was like, I wonder how long I can do this for. Like just not post. <laughs> or like not. <laughs> but uh I don't know. I don't I think like Instagram stories are pretty harmless when it comes to like social media brain because like Yeah. You don't get likes or anything, so it's sort of like you can just let it disappear and not worry about how it's received. Yeah. Which is really fun. I have uh, to ignore who's, like, continuing to watch. I've had to stop right. looking at that number. Um, but another thing that helped me with that, because it used to be like, oh my god, why did anybody stop watching? Right. Um, but then I also realized, well, I stopped watching, first of all, for a lot of reasons, um, I'll also sometimes just click through someone's stories and not even watch because I don't want them to feel right. bad about me not watching. But <laughs> sure. sometimes, a lot of the time, it's really just I can't or don't want to listen to something right now. So right. if, you're, if right. it's an audio thing, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's valid. Right? I, I think and that's probably valid. totally true. <laughs> really. Um, okay, I've got your friggin' drink game for you now. I'm gonna oh my get god, a highlighter. Okay. So I Here we go. Yeah. Okay, so I try to just go more objective with this drink game so mm-hmm. that it's not so much preferences. Because I did a drink game on the last episode for Christmas. Christmas drinks. But it was because I wrote it for you. And then I just did it. So oh, sorry that's to my last right. guest, Joe. Okay? Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Not special to you. But this is all brand new, okay? Wow. Do you know your Chinese Zodiac? Ooh, I used to. I think it's the goat. I think. At 91. Okay. Should we we Google this? Sure. That's actually... (laughs) This is the year of the tiger, right? I don't know. I think it might be. Interesting. I I'm tiger, so that would be really cool. Pretty relevant. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so I'm a goat. 
Okay, great. The ram. Okay, great. Wait, the ram? Ram? Goat? What? I think it's the same thing. Wait, is that bad? Those are not the same. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> okay, let me... <laughs> let me consult my sources again. I... You should see what I'm seeing. I mean, it says goat, but the picture says ram. But maybe I should just oh, okay. ignore that. Weird. I don't know. I don't fucking but know. But goat, okay. goat, I think, is true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your zodiac sign? Uh, Scorpio. Okay. What is your birthday month? Nove. Okay. Okay, and then this last part, you're going to get to say, like, multiple. So you might end up with a lot of stuff here. Okay, so Whoa. just does this apply to you? Do you have a birthmark? Okay. Oh, um... I don't think so. No, I have like some freckles, but I don't think that counts. Okay, you got freckles. That was my next one. Okay. Like, <laughs> have you ever had braces? No. Do you have an embarrassing fart story? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I need to be careful about answering this because. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might turn into an invitation to tell a fart story. I, you know what? I'm not going to make you tell it. I'm really not. Um, it's just, do you have one? And it sounds like you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because my brain is like, which one do I tell? So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. A lot of embarrassing fart stories. Did you ever have a goth or punk phase? Or are yes. you going through one right now? Okay. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> have you ever had an adult buy you alcohol? An adult by me, like alcohol? when you were younger, like a teen. Like, oh you yes, in? yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Have you ever crowd surfed? <laughs> no. I was like, is this even a thing that people still do? I honestly have no idea. Have um, you? <laughs> no, I don't think okay. so. I feel like I, you'd remember. Well, I mostly went to concerts when I was very young, like 13, Damn. 13, 14. So I don't have like tons of memories from that. But there was one time I was at the Family Values concert, which was Limp Biscuit and okay, sure. I think oh, yeah. Corn and, you know, so pretty cool stuff. And my cousin was like, look, we can get backstage if we pretend to pass out in the pit they carry you over and then they'll take you backstage to the medical tent or whatever so i was like great let's do that so i i told somebody i'm gonna pretend to pass out like Mm -hmm. in whatever and he's like okay great so i'm pretty sure they (laughs) carried me over the crowd so not really a crowd surfing in the general sense but i think that is about what happened but then i like I just was kind of, like, dizzy or whatever after, and then, so I told my cousin, and she was like, no, you can't wake up. You have to stay (laughs) passed out. So I fucked that up. Damn. Uh, (laughs) But we got backstage anyway, okay, because she gave the security guard a blowjob in the parking lot, okay? Love it. Love it. Hey. So you got to... This is actually, okay, all right, let me just tell you. (laughs) Okay, so we got an after show pass from that, right? So then we're back there in the after show area 
Polly Shore was there, okay? Incredible. Getting a foot rub from some lady. And he talked to us, and we, like, pretended to be too cool. Like, whatever. <laughs> but we were also really annoyed, because in order to actually get backstage, you had to have an ID showing you were over 18. Oh, And I, shit. again, was 13. So, couldn't pull that off. But then we were, like, all up in the parking lot looking for somebody to give us... An ID, right? And we did get one. My cousin talked a girl <laughs> oh into giving us her ID. She told her she worked for Limp Biscuit. She's like, I work for Limp Biscuit. I if you give me your ID, I don't remember why the oh. she said she needed it. But she was like, If you give me your ID, I can get you tickets to any concert and what you'll do is you call Ticketmaster and you just give them the <laughs> password wheelbarrow and they will know what you're talking about. God. So we took her ID, but then by then I think it was just too late or something. Maybe the band was going Damn. back on the tour bus or whatever. So, I mean, thank fucking God, honestly. I probably right. would have been, like, raped by <laughs> a guy from right. Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Polly Shore is getting a massage, like, probably by a minor. There's, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. No. Bullet dodged, but I mean, that's yeah. what a cool cousin! Like, holy shit! Oh, I'm yeah. impressed. She was very, very cool. We did meet these other guys that night, too. It was a really crazy night. We met these other guys, and she was making out with one of them. His name was Hassan Ali, but he went by 50 Cent. And this was before <laughs> the 50 Cent. Is that not fucking weird? And he was, like, obsessed with her. Like, after this concert, he would call her, and what would come up in the caller ID oh was God. Def Jam Records. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. And then she went with him later to a DMX concert, and she met DMX and shit. I wasn't invited to that. She took an older friend, but (laughs) yeah. But so yeah, we were with these guys like in the like while Filter was playing. We're like behind the stage because it was like one of those round uh, auditoriums where there's seats everywhere. And she was making out with a guy, and I was just sitting next to the other guy. And he was like, "So are we gonna kiss?" Where I was like, "It's actually um, against my religion, so I can't." That was not even true at that age. But it worked, and he was respectful, and I appreciate it. Wow. Okay, kudos. <laughs> I know, right? Cool not guy. all heroes. Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> so have you ever taken a yoga class? <laughs> <sighs> if I If I could, like, exchange my life experiences to, like, give up any yoga classes that I've taken to do, like, one night, like what you've just described, in an instant, <laughs> I would I would make that trade. But yes, I have. I've, I've taken a couple. Okay, great. Ooh, actually, I do have something about that as well. Um, it's not really a story, but you might appreciate it. Um, I had an Instagram ad from a lady who... who hosts online yoga classes that are, like, alt music themed, so it's, like, goth playlist yoga, or, like... Fun! There is new metal. She does, like, a new metal class. Okay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. I will send it to you. That sounds really cool. But, yeah, so I... Her Patreon was $25, so I signed up for one month, and then bookmarked all of her videos... And then canceled my subscription. So 
Maybe that's... Okay. Maybe I should... Maybe you should, uh... Cut this. <laughs> but I'm starting the new year with some stolen, uh... I mean, I paid 25 I paid 25 you, For a yeah. library of, you know, like... Big booty goth yoga classes. That sounds so. amazing. So wait, so because you bookmarked them, like, you still get to use they're them? They're YouTube videos. Yeah, they're YouTube links. Oh, I yeah. see. So you're just a brilliant genius is what happened. That's that's really what this story was supposed to be, but yeah. it kind of turned into, like, not supporting the creator. <laughs> so, you know, you can judge. It's morally gray. Yeah. But... I don't, I mean... I don't know. You're not passing passing the links around to everybody. Like, I don't know. I feel like you paid for it. You know what I mean? And 25 whatever. is a lot. 25 it is. A lot. It really is. For being yeah. yeah. And I probably but, won't even do the classes, to be honest. Right. So you're kind of just scamming yourself. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm the ultimate clown. <laughs> did you say you did take one of them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, $25 one class. That's how much some of these fucking classes are, though. For oh, real. Yeah, like, the in-person ones, it's like, are you insane? I know. I know. No. It's really, Like, you should be, like, like, this should be, like, personalized. Like, at that point, like, this, yeah. this has to, like, change my life. Like. Totally. Yeah. I, um, I was subscribed to a, an exercise Patreon thing for a while. It's $20 a month. And, um, you know, when you try to like talk yourself into liking somebody, I liked the classes, but the instructor is like very obnoxious. And I like Mm. tried to talk myself into liking her because other people liked her. So she would always post like, uh, other people in the class saying like, she's so funny. And it's like, I agree that she makes jokes. (laughs) Sure. But... Yeah, there's a difference. (laughs) But I just, after a while, I was like, okay, she's funny. She cusses a lot. I guess that's funny, but it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's cool for sure. Like, I don't know if I need my yoga class to be funny. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be, (laughs) you know. I mean, I guess, like, it's cool if you have a, a fun personality, but, like. Yeah, but in general. Leave yourself out of it a little bit. Right, I, right. Like, have you ever taken any um, Peloton classes? No. Is that the bike machine? Yes. Okay. They also have a treadmill, and they just have where you can do it, you know, to nothing or whatever. They'll do, like, boot camp classes or yoga or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's cheaper. It, that's what's weird. It's like, if you don't have the bike, it's $15 a month. But if you do have the bike, it's $40 a month. And it's like, mm, mm. that's like how yeah. much a gym membership costs. Like, that's kind of some bullshit. Right. But the instructors never stop talking. It's like they, um, and clearly that's by design because they wouldn't all just naturally have that personality. Like, clearly right. that's by design. And I think it's intended to... One, make them feel like your friend, and two, like, distract you. I think they feel like, and maybe motivate you, because sometimes they'll be like, you can do it, or whatever. But it's actually, 
it keeps me from being distracted. You know what I mean? Like, you yes. want to be able to just, like, lose yourself in it, but they're constantly like, I remember when I was a kid or whatever. Oh, God. And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> with you. Right. Yeah, it, you have to be pretty good to be, like, able to talk, like, in a way that helps. Like, if you're just making conversation, yeah. like, you, you have to be, like... Like, I don't know how often the Venn diagram of, like, workout instructor and, like, could also be a podcast personality intersects, you know, like... Totally, but that would be ideal. It would be. It would be. Um, I know, like, Kumail, it might be good now because he's, like, ripped and, uh, you know, right. he's a podcast guy, so... He could do it, sure. He could probably fall... There are not a lot of great personalities in there, though. It's very tough to find them. Um, and some of the people are, like, weird. There's one guy who's, like, very dorky uh, in a dad sort of way, but you mm. can, like, he's not a dad. I'm pretty sure, uh, okay. you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, But he does this thing, like, you know when someone thinks lame music is cool music? <laughs> he's like putting on crazy town (laughs) unironically okay Okay, and then (laughs) and then he's looking into your eyes (laughs) and singing at the camera and it's like oh no wow that's pretty powerful i like the most because (laughs) you're like at least he's sincere like what right yeah he he doesn't have like there's no, like, self-awareness that's really... He's, right. like, his true self. Totally. He that's pretty powerful. He does not get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't recommend those. It is... It's... I think that's, like, one of the toughest things, though, with trying to find a good, like, workout routine is, like, you really have to like the instructor if there's an instructor involved. Yeah. Um, and because I... Because I like the workout with that lady who cusses and makes jokes, Mm. right? Because I like her workouts, I am looking for somebody who does similar workouts and just is quiet, maybe. Um, So I found one person who seems to have very similar stuff, but one, she includes her kids in a lot of the videos, which Mm. is just distracting. And I get that you're like, this is kind of cute, I'm doing yoga, and my daughter is like climbing on me but it's like I don't I don't want this (laughs) it's It's not the time for that no (laughs) it's not the time for that but two she's too fucking skinny she's so fucking skinny she's one of these like influencer like she looks like an Italian model she's Uh. like gorgeous and it's like I don't I just don't enjoy that. We're not going to have a lot in common. You're going to have a mm-hmm. very different experience with your body, with exercise, with, you know what I mean? And that was one of the things with the loud lady, too, is that her experience with, like, losing weight made her feel like she could connect to everybody. And, like, I totally get what mm-hmm. it's like to lose weight. And it's like, no you were an alcoholic and then you stopped being an alcoholic and you lost 20 pounds and now you think you like get it but you don't it's a totally different thing yeah so i just can't you know it's hard to find people that aren't annoying in some way 
Right. Yeah, totally. And I feel like when you're working out, especially, it's like, there are things that you might forgive in other circumstances that, like, it becomes way more, like, obnoxious or, yeah, you know, totally. like, you're, you're like, I really just need, like, the pure experience, like, because yes. I get, I get really, um, you know, Adrian, like, that does the, fa- like, the most, like, popular YouTube videos, like, Yoga with Adrian. No. Okay, well, if you search, like, yoga anything, she's usually the one that pops up. She's just got, like, a yoga empire, basically. Um, And I do like her stuff, but she does have a lot of, like, vibe talk where she'll be like, you know, life is a lot about, like, just making sure that you're connected to the earth. And she'll just kind of stop Mm -hmm. in the middle of, like, a a yoga (laughs) flow to sort of tell you about, you know... Like, vibes. Uh, no. And usually I'd be like, yeah, yeah, like, right on. Um, but I just have no patience for it, you know, uh, in that no. state. It's like, tell me after. Just, like, hold it. Hold on to that thought. Yes. And it always makes them, like, throw off the count or whatever where you're like, right. I don't think we're supposed to <laughs> yeah. still be holding this pose. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially if they're not doing it, too. Because sometimes the instructors just tell you what mm-hmm. to do. And it's like, I really need you to be suffering as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it would change, like, how you were instructing me, for sure, if you had to do this. Yeah, Definitely. That's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Are you a New Year's resolution person big time really okay can you tell me about maybe if you like reflected on the last year things that you thought about that or what your plans are for the new year anything you're comfortable sharing sure I actually just wrote this list out in my new bullet journal which (gasps) I'm starting for this year I'm trying to do journaling again nice But yeah, so my big thing, so I worked at a farm two years ago, um, and my plan whenever I moved out here was, like, to never work in an office again, Um, and that didn't go the way that I thought it would because I work in an office again. Uh, So my main thing this year is, like, finding a channel back into farming, Uh, volunteering on a farm, just, like, meeting people out here. And, uh, you know, getting back in the door with that, finding a community around that. Because I just, like, I'm new to Philly. uh, But there are, like, some cool community farms and stuff. So that's my number one. That's big. Interesting. Wait, what do you like about that? Farming? Yeah. Um, well, I think a big part of it for me is, like, I hate being... I hate jobs. Like, I hate every job I've ever had. Like, I hate being in an office. It drives me crazy. Um, And it's, like, the polar opposite uh, because you're, like, you're working longer hours, um, obviously. But I don't know. It's just, like, it feels worth doing in a way that none of my other work has really felt like. Um, Even nonprofit work, I, I don't really... I've worked at nonprofits for a long time, and, like, I've kind of been disillusioned with, like, how much material difference they actually make. I kind of... Mm. I won't get too into it, but uh, I feel like farming is a very... um, It's very direct. It's just, like, yes, I'm going to literally grow food. 
Um, and, you know, hopefully I can find a farm that, like, you know, is accessible to the community because that's, like, food, you know, food justice is a, mm-hmm. a big passion, so. Okay. You know, um, and it's Have just you- interesting. Yeah. Okay. Have you experienced this with nonprofits where, like, I've worked at a couple and it seems like they always have, like, funding or receive a lot of their workload or whatever from larger corporations or county or whatever, where it's Mm -hmm. like, is this really that different if you're essentially doing that work and then you're beholden to their rules or whatever? Oh, yeah. Uh, Whenever I was in Oklahoma... So Oklahoma's big thing is oil, the oil industry. Uh, So whenever I was at... I was working at the regional food bank, um, and their entire board is composed of basically, like, oil magnates. Like, I mean, it's just, like, the oil industry... Uh, so, you know, everything is, is really done, um, with donors in mind. Uh, I, I believe usually before the people who need food. So, um, a lot of programming, uh, just seems sort of like it was being dictated by the wrong people and for the wrong reasons. And it is because of where the money comes from. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that seems like some bullshit. That seems like yeah. a really bad way to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it drove me crazy. I, I really, like, I could talk about it uh, forever because it is just, like, it's a grift. I mean, you know, grants, mm-hmm. too. Grants are, are a very weird shuffling around of money that um, yeah. usually doesn't doesn't help very much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my True. experience was just... Not for me. It wasn't really satisfying. Yeah. So when when you're working on farms, you talked about growing food. Do you also work like with animals, or are you more into like the not animal part of it? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I originally was like looking for, so what I did was like an apprenticeship, um, mm-hmm. and you can find apprenticeships like all over the country. Uh, so when I was originally searching for one, I wasn't really looking for livestock as a part of it. I was more interested in the food, uh, or the, the produce, I guess. But, um, the one that I worked at last year had pigs, uh, and at the end of the year, they were sent to slaughter, uh, which, you know, we were there, like, every step of the way, uh, which was, like, nothing I'd ever really experienced, um. Wow. But, yeah, I'm definitely, like, I liked working with them. They're really gross as well, so it was kind of, like, (laughs) uh, I think it was good for me to be, like, you know, because I grew up in the suburbs. I don't know anything about, like, what animals are actually like. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just good for me to, like, uh, experience that. Um, So I'm I'm not, like, opposed to, like, working with, animals it's not really my priority but like you know if I work somewhere that just you know I have a friend that just started working on a farm in California where they use oxen instead of tractors and like to me that's like really interesting and I'd be curious to like work somewhere that uses only livestock instead of like I mean it sounds like the Flintstones or something like (laughs) you know they don't (laughs) they just have like you know 
But yeah, I don't know. I uh, animals become part of it pretty quickly. Like when you're trying to have like a full, if you're doing like good farming that like integrates like every aspect of like the food system, like I feel like you're probably gonna have some animals. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so you're. You probably wouldn't want to live just, like, on a commune or, like, with a animal sanctuary or something. Like, you are wanting to do work that influences the community. Mm. I mean, I think, like, it would be cool to be part of, like, sort of more of a commune-type place that also, like... Like, I think it maybe a good commune would contribute to the the mm. the part of the community that they're I mean unless they're like super isolated but yeah and maybe that's what you're asking um but you know like I, I do like guess, the idea yeah. of, you know um I think a, a, like if I had the choice it, it would be a farm that like kind of gave back to the the people that it was near and like you know um I I really like the idea of, like, having kids volunteer and stuff like that. Like, I think that's important Mm. for, you know, younger generations. Because, like, I wish I had had that when I was younger. Um, Yeah. Boo, child labor laws. (laughs) That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly my point. I thought that was your point, yeah. Yeah. It actually is interesting, though. Like, when you do think about how kids were six or whatever, like, working in the mines, that you are, like, what are kids really capable of that we do not give them the opportunity to do? Like, yeah, I don't think they should be forced to do hours of (laughs) labor where they're, like, paralyzed or permanently disabled (laughs) before they're a preteen or whatever, but... Like, you know, yeah. they could probably do more than we let them, you know? No, I, I think about that a lot because, you know, like, I think about sort of like the 1800s or like earlier when kids were taught like little scholars, like, you know, you would read a letter or something written by a child and it was like they knew Latin and like, <laughs> you know, they had all these crazy like skills, like. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, kids are probably capable of a lot more than we tend to give them credit for. But, yeah, I'm like, should I? If I ever have a kid, like, maybe I'll try and, like, pretend like it's, you know, 1850 and see if they can learn embroidery by 10 or or whatever they did (laughs) back then. Yeah, because I do think a lot of it is, like, a lack of patience from the adult where it's just kind of like I don't want to deal with you learning because that means you're slow so I'm just gonna do it you know right and maybe also I like to take care of you so I'm gonna like cut up your food or whatever when Mm. you know you could probably learn how to do that pretty quickly yeah yeah so yeah it's not you know it's not terrible to want kids to work. I think the way that adults are comfortable having kids do work is more like, I don't feel like getting up right now, so mm-hmm. you go get me a drink or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or your chore is the dishes, and it's like, clearly you just like don't want to do the dishes, though, and that's a different thing than 
wanting them to be self-sufficient, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, you should know this so you can like take care of yourself, but it turns into like, you're learning lessons that you're going to carry, like, you know, making kids work at like, I don't know, McDonald's or something when they're, you know, I feel like that's happening again is like, they're lowering the age more and more of like what, like, it's actually inspiring if this child goes and works at a fast food place because, right, you know, they're learning to pull themselves up by their bootstraps or whatever. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think a lot of them, it comes down to, like, the motivation of, like, why they're learning those things. For sure. For sure. I will say, uh, when I go to a lot of fast food places... The teens there are, like, so happy. They see they're so good at their job, and they seem so happy. At some of the places, I'm sure it all depends on management and stuff. But it's like, yeah, if somebody, like, wants to do that, or if you really, right. truly are, like, thinking with their best interest in mind, and you get their feedback, too, like, it's not, it's not all bad. But, yeah, it's all just in that intention. Okay, I do have more questions. We have to go back to the drink. I okay, yes. We might have taken a lot of detours that I think were necessary, but now you have to get your headspace back into okay. drinks. Okay, back to business. All right. Have you ever cut your nails too short? Or yes. a nail? Okay. Yes, definitely. Great. Have you ever eaten cat food accidentally <laughs> or on purpose? <laughs> I'm proud to say no to both. Okay. All right. Have you ever read someone else's diary? Ooh. No. Okay. Have you ever been caught stealing? I've stolen. I haven't been caught. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was like, everybody's stolen, right? It's just if you got caught. Oh, yeah. I've been caught many, many times. Have you? <laughs> well, you might have, depending, like, based on that, um... That concert story, I feel like maybe probably stole more than I did, which I think is cool. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. A lot. Uh, It's interesting how many stories I have that are very similar to that concert story. (laughs) It's like there's a lot of. (laughs) So. That's a life well lived. Wild life, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My cousin, I said something about how fun fun those memories are or something like that um and then she wrote me and was like oh like i um i always worried that i ruined your life oh because she's a lot older than me okay yeah and uh i was like do you think that my life is ruined (laughs) (laughs) like what like do you see me as i am and (laughs) are you concerned about did i do that (laughs) I was like, really? No. It was just like, (laughs) I got all of my crazy stuff out of the way. And yeah, Mm -hmm. there probably were times when we could have died or something, but we didn't. So, great. Yeah, it built character. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So, your drink. Oh, okay. Is a caramel cider icy. Ooh. With. A cinnamon stick, powdered sugar, crushed Fruit Loops, <laughs> liqueur, chocolate—one of those little chocolates filled with liqueur, 
boba and shave chocolate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Blame your goth punk phase for the crushed Fruit Loops because oh, that's yeah. really fucking this up. Everything <laughs> else could could work. That's it. Now you're gonna have to try that. Okay. Wow. So. Yeah. I really want to see what that looks like. Like I'm trying to picture just what sort of like pile. Yeah. Okay. Let me get this in my mind. I'm going to say, okay, the boba's in the drink, so Mm -hmm. we're fine there. On top, there's, okay, a tiny chocolate sticking out, a little cinnamon stick sticking (laughs) out, some shaved chocolate on top, crushed Fruit Loops on that, and powdered sugar sprinkling. Okay. Yeah. It's busy. than icy, so it's... It's busy. But I, I like busy drinks, so I would try it. Great. I would definitely try it. And yes. something about an iced or slushy cider, it's like, you don't... That's not very common. Like, that's... You don't no. usually get the cold ciders, so... It sounds pretty good, really. I'm intrigued. I'm gonna have to make it. Yep. Gonna have to. That's just how it goes. <laughs> well, good. Uh, good questions. Those were very fun, <laughs> fun, unique questions. Thanks. <laughs> Did you do your own? Like, do you have yours? Oh, hmm. Interesting. Okay, let's see. Mine would be a scalding hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sour apple whiskey. <laughs> oh, okay. With candied pear, uh, pa- powdered sugar, thanks to my embarrassing fart story, <laughs> crushed Fruit Loops, a chocolate liqueur, meringue. Boba, shaved chocolate, toffee crumbles, because I have accidentally eaten cat food. Okay. (laughs) Marshmallow, because I have read someone's diary. (laughs) And a lot of milk foam, because of how many times I've been caught stealing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, not sure I want all those toppings on my scalding hot drink, (laughs) Well, I, I guess you know. shouldn't have eaten cat food then. You know, I, like this is what right? happened. These are their consequences. That is so true. That's so true. And I knew the consequences going into it. <laughs> right, you created them, so. <laughs> you mentioned that one of your interests is letterboxed. Oh, yeah. Yes. I want to know what your rating system is. Like, how do you decide if something is a two-star, three-star, four-star, you know? That's really something that I've kind of had to realize, like, I'm not... I think I don't have a system, is the thing I had to admit to myself. It's just, like, it's all vibe. It's all just, like, heart. It's all about, like, Mm -hmm. first instinct, you know, like, what feels right. Um, uh-huh. but I do see people with very, like, set 
standards and like criteria Mm. and uh i do admire that and i like seeing what they say but for me um it's just yeah it's like what would i tell myself i guess i'm only like writing them for myself Mm -hmm. um yeah i can't really because i'm not like a film like i don't really understand like film stuff like i just Mm -hmm. you know it's just my impression. Well, and that's, you know, if you're doing it for you, because you write reviews too, or are you just Sometimes. Do the... I want to write more. Interesting. Okay, I have questions about that in a second. Okay. But if you're just doing them for you, you basically want to be able to look back and go, did I like this? Like, just ha- really know. Right. So I think mm-hmm. going by vibe totally makes sense. I have a very basic rating system, which is that three stars means I liked it, mm-hmm. period. And beyond that, it's like if it goes under, wherever I rate it is kind of vibe, but it's like I know I didn't like it. And if it goes yeah. over, it's vibe like, you know, um, so, but the three is just like, if I liked it, even if I didn't think it was a great movie, but I enjoyed watching it the whole time, mm-hmm. like, it gets a three. Well, you know what throws things off for me, too, is the heart. Because it's like, you can heart a movie, you know, and then it's like, okay, so what is that, like, what's the dynamic here? Like, even if I have, like, two stars, but a heart, you know, like, am I saying, te- like, it's technically not a great movie, but, like, you know, because it's, mm. it's like, it changes the whole thing. So, I kind of ignore the heart sometimes. Because it, it yeah, almost, like, confuses the whole formula. Totally. Because it's like, if a movie's getting a five or a four, it's probably a heart movie. Mm-hmm. And if you're not giving it that high, but then you're harding it, what are you even doing? Right. Yeah. It's like, what are you, what's being expressed here? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, one star, heart, one of my favorites. Like, right. (laughs) There better be a review explaining yourself, because that's just... Yes. You know, like, you better be backing that up. Yes. So I do want to know, what inspires you to actually write a review? Um, sometimes, like... See, I haven't, like, written that many, um, like, usually what I do with reviews is, like, I'll try and explain why I like something, and then realize I don't really know what I'm talking about, and then just be like, (laughs) I wish they were gay, there's so much romantic tension, that's why I love this, (laughs) like, I, I just have to talk about it, like, conversationally almost, like, because... I love that. I'll try and, like, describe things, like, you know, the way other, like, more, like, critic types will describe Mm. things, and I'm like, I don't know, like, what frame rate is, I don't know about, like, you know, all this, you know, sophisticated, savvy stuff, so usually I end up just being like, why do people like this? If it's something I don't like, I'll be like, this is goofy. Uh, So I think that's something I'm still kind of learning is that I can just, like, write in my own voice and, and just, you know. Because there are movies that yeah. I want to talk about, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to talk about this. And then it's like, do I just yeah. make a quip? Yeah. You know? And I think that people are more likely to actually read that. Like, if someone's giving me an in-depth thing, I can't, I can't really do that. Even with, like, an Amazon review, 
You have to find the in-between. It's like, mm-hmm. I want you to put thought into it, but not that fucking much right. thought, you know? And that's what yeah. I look for in Letterboxd, too. And I've never written a review, but I often look at them to go, is someone kind of feeling what I'm feeling, or what's the general consensus here? Um, and usually there's somebody who said whatever my main thought mm-hmm. was, I'm fine. I go, great. It's right. there. My my opinion is represented. But sometimes it's like people love a thing that I'm like, like you said, this is goofy. Like, why do people like this? <laughs> and And then it does get a little confusing. But I would love to see your voice there. I think yeah. that would really do something for me. So wait, what's your letterbox name? Uh, I think it is just Gully Works. Let me make sure, though. Okay. Um, oh, and what the fuck is that, by the way? Oh. What? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> so, it's like an old-timey word that, yeah, I guess it was sort of slang to describe, like, like, just one second. Okay. Okay. I was worried my dog was going to bark at my cat. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's Gully Works. I think that's my thing. But yeah, I want to follow you, too. Yeah. I'm trying to follow more people that I, like, actually talk to. Because mostly it's, like, Twitter, like, celebrities that I follow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I only follow two people, but it'll still show me, like, Demia Dejuibe's reviews, which is cool, because I like what he says, but I'm like, how do you even... (laughs) know that I know who this is like I don't know I guess he's probably just one of the most popular I probably so like he's great he's like written reviews for every movie I feel like like everything I look at I I try to read his because like like he I don't always agree with him but I I feel like he has like a good um he's good at like analyzing Yes, I I totally agree. He always has something really interesting to say, like a really unique perspective, even Mm -hmm. though sometimes I'm like, what the fuck movie did you watch? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, I can't remember the one I just saw for a movie that I thought was shit, and he gave it, like, four (laughs) stars, and I was like, what? I know. Yeah, that's my thing about him, is I think he's way more generous with certain movies where I'm like, I guess I could see that, but, Yes, and you know what? I do remember what it was. It was Intolerable Cruelty, which is technically a Coen Brothers movie, but Mm -hmm. it feels just like any old lame-ass, like, rom-com that's not very good. Really? But he gave it a high rating, and I'm like, that's only because it's Coen Brothers. I, you know, like, if it wasn't, you would be like, this movie sucks. I know. I I don't know. Well, sometimes, too, I think, like, with, with people like that that are, like, He's in Hollywood, you know, so, like, maybe part right. of him is, like, maybe I could work with them someday, you know, you gotta so take true. it with a grain of salt, because, like, he would probably, like, meet them. Like he's... So true. That's what sucks, too, is, like, when you do see other, like, comedians that you like or whatever, they'll sometimes allude to not liking somebody or having, like, negative opinions about something, but they'll go, but I can't say it because I might work with that person or some of the people involved are my friends. And you're like, no, I want to hear you talk (laughs) shit. Yeah, because especially because, like, you have the best, like, gossip. Like, you're at those parties or, like, you hear about, like, people's PAs or, you know. Yeah, Like, you're the only one that can give us this. 
Totally. So it's like we're missing so much because you won't share. I do (laughs) remember this is like a really great thing on, I think it was on Threedom. Lauren Lapkus said that they had a guest on who lies about their age. Ooh. And she said, she clearly was very annoyed with this person, but she's like, She's like, clearly they're a lot older. They say that they're like 10 years younger than they are so that their accomplishments will seem more impressive. But if you look at their resume, it doesn't make any sense. The time doesn't line up. That's like, oh, you're only 35, but you worked on SNL 20 years ago or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think it is, I think her name is Tammy Sager. When I was looking into it, I was like, I bet it's this person. But I don't know. That was like one of the, like the most that they'll freaking give you. And right. I feel like that's so rare that they say anything. So I was like, I need to look into this. That's, yeah, that I'm, I'm always, I really never listen to Threedom, but. Uh, really? I am here. Yeah. I know. I like, my brother loves it. Um, But I think it's. Something with Scott. Like, I kind of feel like... Oh. Oh, yeah. He kind of just start Like, I used to, like... You what? Listen, I used to listen to Comedy Bang Bang, like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. religiously. Um, but I think I just reached a point where he, in particular, was just sort of rubbing me the wrong way. Like, his personality. And I guess, like, not, yeah. not, be, like, not being political, which I think other people have, like, mentioned, is that he's, like, very, like, I'm not gonna... Really? I mean, yeah, that's sort of the impression that I got. Um, That's weird. Yeah, he's got a weird way about it. He definitely has, like, a stick up his ass in a lot of ways. It's very, like, uptight. Yeah. And can be very rude. And very secretive, which I always think is weird. And definitely thinks, this is one of the things that rubbed me the wrong way when I heard it years ago, was that um, him and Kulop don't fart in front of each other. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that it's like, to keep it sexy, I can't see this side of you or whatever. Oh. And that, to me, is, like, psychotic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. That's, yeah, he has, like, little hints of, like, I don't want to say sociopath, but <laughs> it just seems yeah. very, like, concerned about, like, his himself as, like, a persona and yeah yes. I think uh, like for a while I was like eh, I don't know like I love Paula Tompkins but like he was like I was getting a less less like I don't know whenever Bernie was running and stuff like that it seemed like Paula Tompkins mm-hmm. was like being sort of like weird like you know he was like tweeting stuff that was like okay you're just like a rich guy or whatever but mm-hmm. um he has been I think being cooler on Twitter. Like, he's been, like, tweeting, like, anti-cop stuff and, like, I don't know, like, actually supporting, like... I I mean, it's, like, stupid to be like, I wish this podcaster was more like me, but um, (laughs) I just, like, respect him more for it because, like... Like, he'll go on, like, Behind the Bastards and, like, you know, uh, like, actually talk about real shit where... I yeah. think, like, if, if Scott would do something like that, I'd be really surprised. Yes, that's true. Paula Tompkins will really, like, share his opinions. Like, he doesn't really hold stuff back. And even though sometimes I go, 
I don't know that you should really say that or <laughs> right, right. the way you're saying it. Like, I don't know that we need to hear this from you or whatever. Yeah. It still is like shows that openness and sincerity. And, and I do always think his heart's in the right place. It's just sometimes he says stuff that you still do go, you're an older white dude and it's yes. coming out a little bit. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's gotten better. Like, cause I think yeah. whenever like, a couple years ago, I remember I, I muted him on Twitter because he was just so, like, mm. it, it was just, like, kind of intolerable. Um, but now it's, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, he seems like more of a, a homie. But th- this yeah. was, like, a total tangent. I just, like, <laughs> I heard three of them and <laughs> I was, like, good. let me just, like, think about these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's It's cool, though, that, like, you learn as you get older that, like, a lot of people do continue to grow when they get yes, older. Like, you kind yes. of just go, oh, you are where you are, and that's why all these old people are racist and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but that's that's still a different thing. Like, mm-hmm. they're still choosing not to grow. They're, they probably always were kind of shitty. And, you know, um, I love, like... Todd Glass has a lot of talk about, like, that sort of thing. But he's like, you know, when people go, you don't know what you would have done, like, during the Holocaust or whatever. And he's like, he's like, no, like, you can kind of tell who would have been who. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because, like, I see, like, my parents still like grow and are they're not just like well this thing didn't exist when I was a kid so I don't like it or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like no they're like pretty open to stuff and like you can be that way you know or yeah and it's just no that's awesome yeah um and my husband is like the best example of like somebody being able to change like cuz mm-hmm. I generally do have the view that you kind of are who you are like the kid who was shitty in kindergarten is the same now that she's <laughs> 35 like honestly I feel like most people do not change right. but you can like my husband will change like instantly it's so weird where I'll be like hey <laughs> wow. this is a thing or whatever and he'll be like oh yeah that's true and then we'll just like totally shift it's so it's not just mindset but it's his mm-hmm. behaviors too and it's like I don't know it's just really interesting to be like okay because I'm not really like that I can change kind of but not <laughs> right. the way he can like <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely impressive like I mean, especially as we get older, I mean, you yeah. know, like, I, yeah, I respect people that can do that, for sure. Because it does kind of almost become yeah. a pride thing, too. Yeah. For some people, but. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I notice in myself, even there are times when I go, oh, this is kind of my, like, older person. Like, I get more annoyed when I go out into the world. <laughs> like, yes. that alone, I'm like, I'm like, I can see myself in 10 years or 20 years <laughs> being a bitch to someone working at a place. Because just Ooh, when yeah. I could see that happening, because when the anger builds up more, and I probably care less, and I, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever... So I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely like, I mean, I, you know, right now I, I feel like I, I try to like be good to like, um, oh, what's the word? Like, 
service workers or whatever. Like, I try to tip really high and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I do think sometimes I have this mindset where I'm like, well, I paid my dues. Like, I've had shitty jobs, so, like, it's fine if I'm, like, <laughs> grumpy to this, like, person who's obviously, like... You know, because, like, I had to get a refund at a grocery store and, like, had a really stupid experience like trying to talk to people on the phone and I could feel myself like getting like like I felt justified to be a bitch because I'm like well they obviously don't care so like it's fine if I'm like an asshole but it's like I don't know it doesn't mean that you should just like treat cashiers like shit like you know like but I can feel that that sort of thing going on with me where I'm like I know what it's like you know like I've taken calls like this like so, I just yeah like... I. There's that balance there because there are some people that I think are like too empathetic in a way. Mm-hmm. Like on the Nikki Glaser podcast, they talk about this a lot. Um, but I guess it's also an idea that Whitney Cummings has because whatever that's how it comes up. But it's like when somebody is an asshole to you in customer service. They go, what was that person's day like? Why are mm-hmm. they like this? What are they going through? And to me, I'm like, no, a lot of people are just assholes. And it's right. not like they had such a hard day. Like, if you see them tomorrow, next week, next year, they're going to be an asshole. Yes. yes. So, I mean, we don't need to totally let them off the hook. Because to a degree, I feel like that's like codependence or something. Right. You're like... <laughs> putting this on yourself like what did I do or what did uh, I need to heal them I need to fix their day or whatever it's like totally no I also like uh, with the tipping thing that's like one of the few arguments I've gotten into with my husband because one day I accidentally just gave the suggested tip on a thing we ordered like it was an online thing and I just went yeah whatever Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh fuck and we always tip usually ten dollars like for the delivery driver or whatever when we were getting stuff delivered a lot but so then my husband was like oh my god like this isn't enough money it was like six dollars or something it's not like it was nothing Mm -hmm. but um I was like it was just for them to deliver a pizza, I think. It was like, I don't know, it was something like that. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh my God, like we need to tip more. This is that. And I was like, look, I would like to tip more. I, I enjoy doing that. But it's not like he's earning so much money from like driving to our house. It's not that big of a deal. So we got into this argument about whether people like have earned the tips or whether we're being nice. And I feel like generally you're just being fucking nice. It's not like because you you made my latte or whatever, I should tip you. It's I'm being nice. It's your job. I do my job without tips. It's I don't get paid that much either. Like (laughs) I know. Yeah, it is like it's sort of a weird dynamic where it's like okay I'm in the position of like having to supplement your wage because I know that you are not making mm-hmm. a living wage so it's like right. yeah it, it's a weird position to be in because it's like yeah I'm I'm broke too so like uh you know what are yeah. we doing here yeah and well I read in this book it was talking about how um like liberals like how we do things in a different way and one of the things that we do is um, they're saying that there's a lot of, like, like we tip or we donate or if there are, like, there's an issue with, like, homelessness, like, we people might donate money, food, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And they're like, but 
when you're not there, those problems are still there. So what we should be doing is trying to fix the actual problem, right. like the infrastructure or whatever, but we don't really do that. We focus more on individuals. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, there are people who are trying, but the more we do supplement wages with tips, like the less likely that is going to actually be fixed in the way it should be fixed. But it it's like, I'm not suggesting we just don't tip, right. but it's it's a tough thing but um but yeah I think that's like what happens too sometimes when there's like kickstarter campaigns like Mm -hmm. pay for my leg amputation or whatever where you're like really insurance should do this and we need to like make these changes but yeah you know I mean this is whatever this is like full (laughs) circle to like my problem with nonprofits, which is that they never actually address, like, social issues or, like, you know, the actual, like, infrastructural reasons that things happen. It's always sort of just, um, you know, they say, like, when, because I was in AmeriCorps, too, Mm -hmm. and they say you're supposed to, like, work yourself out of the job. You know, it's, like, where you're not needed anymore, basically. Um, But the thing with, like, nonprofits is that, like, they are for profit. Like, even though they say they're not for profit, like, they still are a business. So there's this sort of, like, self-delusion of, like, where, you know, we can help, but we can't help too much, you know, because then we're getting, like, political or, you know, we're, we're, like, affecting the people who are on our board because they're part of the problem, you know, they're uber-wealthy freaks. Mm -hmm. Um... So, yeah, that's, that's, it's like a snake eating its own tail, I guess, or some, like, it it just can't, like, like, a non-profit is never gonna actually save us, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, like, I worked at this foster care place for a summer, I did an internship there, and it was fucking awful, Mm. and I remember, like, the boss there was like one higher boss was this lady and her husband and he was never there but um when they when they would talk about him it was like oh isn't it funny like he won't go to um sensitivity training about like how to work with lgbtq people because he doesn't like them like it's so funny (laughs) like it was really yeah. It was nightmarish in so many ways. But so he wasn't there very often. I think I only saw him once, but she was there. And I remember her saying that it was like his idea to start this foster care agency because they'd make more money than if they were working for someone else. And so you see even like at the high high position or the creation of a business, it's not necessarily ever made with the intention to help anybody. Because mm-hmm. they did not. They didn't help. They would tell foster parents they should give the kids back like I wouldn't put up with this behavior from this kid like they didn't have any like they didn't try to use like trauma informed stuff they wouldn't be like this because of this is how you work with like no it was like this kid said she wanted to kill herself because her mom didn't show up to a visit again and the social worker's like well I'm gonna call the police then are you gonna kill yourself because I'm gonna call the police and she's like no no and he's like okay and like that was how they dealt with stuff and it was 
It was, like, the worst experience of my whole fucking life. And they were so rude to me, to the foster parents, to the foster kids, about the other, like, social workers. It was, like, they were such pieces of shit. So, yeah. And you, I just never would have thought a foster care agency would be terrible. But, of course, they are. Right. What? Right. Of course, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck all that shit. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last section. I'm so sorry I'm keeping you for so long, but you're no, interesting. No, no. I'm having fun. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. Then I have one, two more sections because I do want to ask you about <laughs> zines. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like what sort of access do you have to zines? Are you seeing these things around? Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, um, when I moved... I was, like, doing a lot of um, lurking on social media and, like, trying to find places. Because, like, I had never been to Philly before. Like, I'm I'm very new to the area. Um, so I was just trying to find stuff that, like, I could get involved in. Um, and I found a place called The Soapbox. And they are, like, a... Um, they basically, like, catalog zines and also, like, mm. have... Uh, equipment to like make them uh and they had a post about a zine club so there is a zine club in west philly uh that i joined uh and they just started this year so they do monthly zines um but you know that's one thing i also like you know i like finding bookstores with lots of zines because like when you find a good bookstore, they'll have, like, a section of, like, you know, locally, especially oh. distributed stuff. Um, so, I mean, this is something new for me. Like, I haven't always been, like, super into them. But, um, like, especially this year, I've been getting more interested in, like, collecting. Uh, you know, I went to a little zine festival and stuff. So I have... I'm trying to get more wow. and just have, like, a little bookshelf of them. Um that's so cool. But they're online, you know, like, they're, I've downloaded zines and, like, printed them, and... Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always cheap, like, that's what's cool about them, is that, you know, they're just to be, like, widely distributed, like, cheaply made. Yeah, have you ever made a zine or, or wanted to contribute, or... Yeah, um, so... The first time I tried to make one, I was working at Trader Joe's, like, this year, and I, like, hated it so much, uh, because I hate jobs, as I mentioned before, um, and Trader Joe's is supposed to be, like, the cool place to work, um, but there were just things about it that I, I found really, like, disagreeable, uh, Mm. so I, I just had this, like, crazy, like, I'm gonna make a zine, um, and it's, you can tell it's, like, my first one. Like, I'm not really an artist or anything, but I, like, made little comics and stuff. And it was, like, I never actually distributed it, but, um, you know, I scanned it and everything. So it's, like, I can consider it a zine in my book. Yeah. But um, every month this club does, like, a, a collaborative zine that you can, like, submit stuff to. They do, like, a theme every month. Oh. So I started, I actually need to get ready for the next one because it's doing, like, two weeks and it's the theme is dreams so i need to think of something but you know it's been a new hobby uh 
I'm not That's awesome. an artist, so really it's like, do I write something or do I draw something bad, you know? <laughs> but it's fun, which is, you know, the whole point. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that you really seem to know what your passions are, you know? Thanks, Because I yeah. think that can, that's hard to do, but that's cool. Yeah, it's, like, one of the few things, because there are, like, ideally so many things I would like to be involved in. Like, I'd love to, like, get better at the guitar. You know, there's all these, like, you know, dreams that I have. But, like, zines was something that felt way more, like, accessible and, like, I could motivate myself to do it. So I tried to, like, glom onto that. Because, like, I don't always have the, like, motivation to, you know, practice my guitar or whatever. So whenever I do have that energy, I try to, like really lean into it because it it doesn't always last forever <laughs> yes yeah what I've gotten into saying is like I want to want to do a yes. lot of things yes <laughs> it's like in my head I can go god I'm gonna do this and you know plan and organize and make like when am I gonna do it and all you mm-hmm. know this many days a week or whatever But it's all just the wanting to want to with most things. And I just have to assume when I'm really not doing it, either I haven't found like the right motivation or the right way it clicks for me or whatever, or there's really some reason it's like, you don't really want to do this. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely a thing. Like I think with music, that's kind of been something I realized was like, I mean, I'd, like, messing around on my guitar and everything, but I'm not, like, I despise the idea of, like, even reading tabs. Like, I've tried to read tabs mm-hmm. before, and I'm, like, I just don't, like, I can't make my brain, like, do this. And that's, like, very easy, like, guitar stuff. So <laughs> I kind of just had to face the fact that it's, like, you know, like, it can be something I I mess around with, but I I shouldn't feel bad when I don't, like, you know, spend all my totally. time with it. Yeah, yeah, because there's some reason. If it gave you, like, this, like, deep, lasting joy, like, you wouldn't be able to help but to play it. So it's like... Exactly. Maybe you'll you'll feel that way eventually, you know, but, yeah, right now, it's like, when you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's, you know, the cool thing about zines is, like, you know, I'm more of, like, a... I've always liked writing, um, and because they're so, like, they can just be anything, uh, it's very, it's a lot more, like, approachable as, like, a hobby, you know, so it's, I think that's part of the appeal. Yeah, don't you think, like, if there weren't these expectations for things, you would do more, like... (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, honestly, that's a good point, because, like, there's not any, like, famous zine artists that I'm, like, comparing myself to, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I mean, there's zines that I really like, but it's, like, it's such a personalized thing that whatever you make is just, like, it's just, like, the point is to make it, not to be, like, you know, particular, like, standout or whatever, so, yeah, that is, like, really true. Yeah, it's just like a genuine expression that you get to do because you you just want to. And yeah, yeah, 
Because, like, this is a... Um, I think the idea that first made me think of that sort of thing was, like, I've always thought, like, acting seemed fun, right? Mm-hmm. But there's... It feels like you're putting yourself in this position to try something that maybe you're not that good at, maybe you've never done it, like, I don't know, there's just... Ugh. But I thought, if I were cast on a soap opera... Ooh... Where everybody thinks they're shitty, everybody thinks the acting's <laughs> shitty, nobody cares. Like, that would feel so fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. But another way to do that is, like, doing things yourself, like making your own web series or something, where it's right. just, it's more about, like you said, more about, like, doing it and just being yourself and the creative expression in general and this, like, whatever, like, this scene that's embracing, like artists or whatever um so yeah is that something you'd like to do like make a series of some kind or would yes I think I have like um I don't know I get bogged down by like thoughts of like no one would want to see this or I wouldn't be good at this or how would I even start like I do I'm much more comfortable with planning than with doing so Mm. I've tried to work on that like with other things like when I recently started doing like dating coaching I'd been like planning it for a long time and I had a lot more things that I still wanted to just plan But I was like, just fucking do it, and then you'll see if you, like, even want to, and, like, whatever, who cares, you know, you're ready enough, like, I don't know. So I feel like I need to do that sometime with just, like, filming stuff, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. I just have a phone. It's like, I just have a phone, but whatever, (laughs) like, I mean, who cares? And, like, again, like, think about it as making it for yourself. I think just so many things Mm -hmm. you have to think, like, if nobody liked this, would I still enjoy it? Would I still enjoy watching it? Would I still be glad that I did it? And it's, like, if it's, yeah, then awesome. Like, me and my husband made, like, a couple, like, EPs recently. Like, he makes music, and he just does, like, awesome stuff, and he doesn't like to sing. He can't really sing, um, or whatever. He feels that way, so he wanted me to sing, and I've always been, I mean, I have a tattoo on my chest that's, like, I feel better when I sing, because I've been obsessed with singing since I was a little kid, you know? And, um, but I just don't do it because it's like, there's, there's insecurity, there's expectation, there's all these things. And, um, doing that with him, like, it's been so fun. And I'm just like, I don't even give a shit if anybody listens or if anybody likes it. I don't fucking care because it's just so joyous to do it. And what's been really fucking cool about that is like writing the lyrics it's um I don't have like tons of stuff to say I'm not really like uh uh I'm not depressed anymore so (laughs) I don't have that but also like I often think like lyrics about larger issues 
are cheesy, like, mm-hmm. for me. So, like, I wouldn't really want to be like, Trump sucks. And it's like, <laughs> look, <laughs> no, whatever. We know this. So you're probably not going to say it in an interesting way anyway. Like, just leave it alone. But I've been writing things about, like, anything that felt difficult to think about. It would just, like, come up or I'd go, what's the thing that's sticking with me? What's the thing that I need to process? And then when I think of it, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's that thing. Fuck. You know? And so, like, having to realize that there were these things that I just wouldn't let myself think about because they were, like, too painful. Um like actually working through them, I would just be like sobbing after writing and I don't cry like ever. So it's just very interesting to see this new like way to experience catharsis or whatever. Um, And it has been helpful because now a lot of those things, a lot of them were like animals. I don't know. Did you grow up with a lot of animals? (laughs) Uh, No, I like animals, but no, I I mean, I, you know, I had a cat. You're, you're probably lucky. I've had a a lot, a lot, a lot of cats. And so I have a lot of very painful memories of cats, like, dying. And, like, uh, this is just, like, that is the thing that, like, for each of those cats, I probably have at least, like, ten that would be, like, truly deeply painful to think about. So having to kind of really think about it and acknowledging my age and, like, that I'm probably not remembering things correctly and just different things, like, really did help me not just immediately be like, oh, Mm. when I think of, like, certain pets or whatever, so... You know, it's, it's, I don't know, creativity is pretty fucking cool, and doing new shit is pretty fucking cool, and whatever you do, I want to see it. Everything that you write or whatever, like, post about it, like, make it known, because, you know, you're cool. Thanks. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. same. I really admire that, like, uh, you know, writing about, you know stuff that causes you that much pain, like, being that, you know, confronting those things. Like, that's really... Like, I used to write poetry a lot, and, like, I kind of stopped, but, um, like, it's really... Like, talking about this, like, really makes me want to pick it back up. I mean, that's one thing this year that I wanted to do, is just, like, more writing or more, like, creative stuff, so, um... Thanks for the encouragement. I mean, that's, like... This is just what I needed. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you definitely should. I feel like that's, like, um, that's the best thing you can do with your, like, New Year's resolutions. That's what, like, you know, a lot of people are so cynical about making resolutions. And I'm like, it's really just, like, what were you happy with? What are you not happy with? What are some things you want to change? Like, it's really just, like, awareness and, Mm -hmm. you know... Like, going forward with real um, I, I, awareness. Because they're, like, I remember when I was in a relationship for, like, seven and a half years. And, like, as soon as we broke up, all of these things, like, hit me. Like, why did I do that? Why am I like this? I need to change this. I don't yeah. like that about myself. And I, like, couldn't see any of them 
when I was in the relationship. And I think it's partially like I also didn't ever do the resolutions. Like maybe if I took a fucking pause, took a breath to like consider <laughs> right. what I want to do, maybe I would have seen it. But I don't know. I think it's important to just like take a minute and fucking reflect. Yeah, no, genuinely. I feel like, yeah, for me, it's like I need an excuse to sort of like yeah. reset on my habits and like the new year is one of them. Like sometimes it's like, you know, there are like times in the year where it feels like, okay, like, you know, summer makes you kind of like want to be more active, I guess, you know, I can run mm-hmm. around or whatever, but it is like helpful for me for sure to have those like landmarks to be like, okay, this is the time when you can like, you have an, a reason to sort of like restart some things or like, you know, yeah. Yeah, like you said, like, reflect on those things that kind of, like, near the end of the year, you're just like, I just need to get through. (laughs) Like, it's December, and I'm, like, trying to survive, you know? Yeah, and and I think um, knowing that you won't do every single thing you write down that you might want to do, and, like, being okay with that, it's not, like, it's just kind of clarifying your goals, but there are probably at least a couple of things that because you took the time to think about it, you will make this change. And I think you can often right. tell in the moment when you're writing and you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and you feel like one or two of them that you're like, I am going to do that. And the other ones you're like, that's probably no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I like, guess I'm setting to. aside for like a day where I'm feeling like almost manic and I have just like, I'm not going to sleep because I just have all this, like, probably mentally ill energy that I can apply to whatever. It's like, that's the day that I do all these, like, top tier, you know, those those priorities. You're like, I want to write a book. (laughs) You're like, I'll do it when I'm staying up all night, this one night. I'll just get a draft. Right. I know I'll have a couple of those, so, like, here's something I can look at when I'm, like... (laughs) what's like what's not good enough like yoga I've been doing yoga like I need to like transcend and like do some crazy shit like you know you can always have those like secondary things that you know are not gonna be like like every yeah not gonna be a daily totally (laughs) okay we have got our last game we are going into the topic of Horror. Ooh, okay. I'm so happy. (laughs) So, what is scarier? Creepy doll or creepy kid? Ooh. Um, I would say creepy doll. Creepy doll. I think there's, like, more variation that you can have in dolls. You know? Um, If we're just Mm -hmm. talking about a kid that's, like you want to play or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a doll can be, I don't know, like old timey dolls and stuff like that are just a little bit more eerie. Uh, What kind of doll? I'm going doll. Like old timey dolls. Oh, old timey. Yeah. (laughs) And a doll can be just, it can be like the spirit of the devil or it could be like possessed by... A serial killer or whatever, like Chucky. Like, there's so many things you could do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is scarier, clown or scarecrow? Mmm. 
So I think that's a really good question. This is really good. Um, I think my my gut is Scarecrow because um, clowns are a little bit played out. You know, they're kind of like, you know, we have Pennywise. We have like the whole fad of being like clowns are so creepy. Like it was the thing to say for a long time, I guess. Um, Mm. But scarecrows are sort of like the dark horse, right? Like, did you ever read the um, scariest stories to tell in the dark? Books? Oh, yes. Okay. So I think those definitely foster way more of, like, scarecrow horror. Uh, and I think... Mm-hmm. I think that's worth revisiting as a culture. Uh, For sure. And with a scarecrow, you get the um, the cornfield. Yes. Which is also fucking scary. Right. Yeah. It's like, like, you could get lost in it, it's tall, anything could be in there, you know, especially if it's also then dark, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not dark, you are, like, having this obstructed view of the world because of this cornfield, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Nothing good you happens spot in a scarecrow is No! <laughs> it's like, is it a real person? It right. could be. Is it, like, a dead person? They stuffed a body and right. put it up there. Right, yes, Like, yes. It, there's so many creepy things. It, if it jumps off of it and comes at you or something. Right. I mean, there's just... There's so many things that... Even if you saw that in real life or, like, not in the context of a horror thing, you would have some of those thoughts go through your head and it would be <laughs> Oh, <scary>. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know? No, I love having those thoughts. Like, I've I've trained my brain to think things like, what if there was a body oh. in here? You know, like, that's my default. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, um, I sometimes have to, like, not watch scary movies because I'll, uh, like, I think, oh, I was watching, like, the Ted Bundy documentary. Ooh, and like okay. And, and then when I'm, like, going to bed, I'm, like, imagining <laughs> him, like, coming in. And I go, you know, normally I don't think about, like, a guy coming in. <laughs> so I feel like I need to not watch that sort of thing yeah, as much. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be but affecting it is... me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, spider or rat? Oh, God. Um, So this one is tricky because I do, like, if you looked at my Instagram, like, recommended page, it would mostly be spiders. Um, Oh, okay. Because I just like looking at them. Hmm. Uh, I have this, like, weird obsession with just, like, looking at spiders. Like, I'll go on, like, the subreddit of, like, people who have pets as, like, spiders as pets and just, like, look at, like, the molting tarantulas and, like... Just kind of melt my brain. Um, But I think the reason I like them is because they are creepy. I think I have to go spiders because they are so weird and, like, otherworldly, you know? Um, Yeah. One of my favorite spiders is one that I saw, like, in my backyard at at my old apartment, and it's an orb weaver. Um, Mm. And... They're just so fucking crazy looking. And I used to see them, too, in the field, like, at the farm. Um, and that's, like, one of the only ones that I can recognize in the wild because I looked it up because I was, like, so, like, what is this? It just, like, looks nuts and it's, like, huge. Um, yeah. And it has these, like, sort of black legs. I don't know. I'll just have to send you a picture. But, um, yeah, I'm going spider. I have to go spider. 
Yeah, and I, like yeah, I don't really find rats scary, but yeah, spiders there, and there's so many different shapes, and like depending on their their how their legs look, how their body looks, mm-hmm. the creepiness changes. Like I love black widows, but yeah. they also are like very scary looking. Yes, Even though yes. I think they're beautiful, I'm also like. Oh, they're creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's like a, they're fascinating because they are so. I don't know. Just like, ooh. Yes. Okay, old man or old woman? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Ooh. I mean, there is the, like, old woman in The Shining who Mm. was pretty scary to me when I was little. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, an iconic scary old guy. But I feel like if I'm just, like, in an alley and, like, at the end of the alley, it's, like, one of those two, um, I'd probably prefer the old woman. I think usually old man Mm. is going to... Make me more nervous. <laughs> I think this is this is what's tough about that one. I think in real life, mm-hmm. the old man is scarier. Yeah. But in like a creepy movie or something, you could make an old woman creepier than that's, an old man. That's definitely know? true. Um, we just saw Macbeth, the um, mm. the like new one, and the way that they did the witches was truly like. Let's see more creepy old women in movies. Really? It was like, I hadn't seen something like that. Like, such a cool depiction of a witch. Uh, And creepy, like, genuinely, like, almost like body horror, the way they were, like, twisting. And, like, um, Um. I think, yeah, I'm sorting, I'm I'm kind of, like, moving to your side because... Uh, I've just seen proof that that old ladies can be, you know, and if it's an old guy, yeah. like, okay, whatever, you're just like a circus freak, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're probably just lady. like a pervert, like any other <laughs> right, old guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm changing, but I'm yeah, changing. in real life, you've convinced me. Let's not. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> right. Okay, what's scarier, exorcism or seance? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go seance. I think exorcism just kind of, like, makes me sad, almost, because it's, like, this person is, like, tortured. Uh, there's something a little, like, it's, it's dark, but it's not scary. Exorcism, somehow. I think seance is, like... I, I think I believe more in seances, like, as a, you know, I would, if I had to choose between ghost or demon, I would, I would believe a ghost could be summoned, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, like, possess someone, so, and I think, like, too, the, the trappings of seances are so creepy, like, yes, the setting of it, and, you know, the automatic writing stuff is really yes. Fun. I love that. And, like, the... Yeah, but there's, like, carvings. It's, like, in an attic. There's, like, candles. Like, everything is... 
is kind of creepy on its own. Yeah. And it's like anything yeah, can there's happen. Like, like with an exorcism, yeah. it's like, okay, you're going to like speak in Latin. You're going to like do a back bend. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, True. I kind of know there's what like three to expect. Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might like throw up. Like, okay, those <laughs> yes. are creepy, but you know, I've seen it. I've seen it before, you know. So true. So true. And you kind of know God's going to win because that's just kind of right. how those stories go. <laughs> right. Did you ever see um, Constantine? The Keanu yes, Constantine? but only when it came out, so I don't really remember it very well. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, I think that's my favorite, like, exorcism movie. I think it's worth, it is, like, it's very corny, but uh, that's the one, I think, portrayal of, like, exorcism stuff that I think is cool. It's not, it's not really scary, it. but it's, it's cool. It's like, okay, this is badass. Yeah, I feel like I do remember really, really liking it at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll have to rewatch that. I didn't even remember that was really what it was about. I just remember Tilda Swinton. Oh, yeah. That, right? Yeah. That's like one of the only things I remember. I mean, that was a big part of it, uh, was Tilda oh, as like an and- androgynous angel was like huge uh but keanu is very like i mean obviously it's keanu so it's gonna be like this simmering sort of like badass but i remember when i was younger there's a part where he traps like a spider in a cup Mm. in a glass and he blows smoke into the glass with the spider and he's like welcome to my world and I was like, oh my god. I was like in middle school and I was like, this is the fucking coolest shit I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I want to be just like this. I love it. Anyways, yeah. Wait, how old are you? I'm 30. Just turned 30. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm 35. Okay. So, we're not, I mean, whatever. I could be like my older cousin was to me with you. I could like get you into some <laughs> I would love shit, that. maybe. I would love that. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you something else, though, before I move on. Oh, I wanted to ask you if you've seen The Innkeepers. No, I haven't heard of it. Um, what's the other movie? Have you seen House of the Devil? Oh, is that, like, French? Is that the, like... No. Wait, what is House of the Devil? It looks like... Maybe, like... A, 70s or 80s movie or something it's like a girl going to babysit yes I don't know why I thought that was French but yes I have seen that because it's like she's taking care of the like ill wife yes okay I do remember that I did like it okay yeah because the innkeepers is made by the same person okay so and that's like more like ghosty and it's pretty cool yeah so I think you'd like it okay I'll put that on my letter box (laughs) yeah and then write a review so I can read it. Yes. Even if it's just a sentence, I'd love it. No, totally. You should write a review for uh, Constantine. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, what's scarier, graveyard or abandoned factory? Ooh. Um, probably the factory. I think part of it is being inside. Like, being inside a decrepit, you know, building like that, it's like, you go deeper and deeper into it, and that's when it gets, like, scarier and scarier, and, you know, I think you're more likely to find some, like, weird furniture or something that's, like, 
you know, it's like, you know what you're getting in a graveyard. Um, right. And I think because, like, we've had our goth phases, there is, like, a... <laughs> It's like, you know. I've been there for fun too many times <laughs> yes, to be scared. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm smoking my cloves. Like, I get it. <laughs> right. Uh, Over it. <laughs> but that's such a good point about the factory being inside. Like, you are kind of stuck in here, mm-hmm. uh, potentially, as in a way you're not at the graveyard. You just run away from the graveyard. Right. And you're probably, like, hearing weirder noises. Yeah, like I think I'd rather like if I was ghost hunting, I would go to the the factory for sure. Yes, and like machinery, you're like something could happen in mm-hmm. here that's not. It's yeah. like it's adjacent to like the abandoned hospital or like the abandoned asylum yes. or something. Like it has that same sort of like. There's weird stories here. Yes, for sure. A knife or machete? <laughs> I know that's a weird question. I like it though. It's making me really consider. Um, I almost think knife because, like, I associate machetes just like with toughness and like coolness. Um, yeah, a knife is scary because it's, like, what you pick up when you're in your kitchen and you're fucking, like, shit's about to go down, you know? Like, a knife is, like, an improvised, yeah. like, it could just be, um, yeah, like, as, like, a, a more common, like, household thing, I don't know, I think it has more of, like, a sinister vibe, whereas a machete is, like, I don't know, it's already, like, associated with, like, um, you know, you're, like, out in the jungle and, like, you know. Yeah. Does that make often, sense? I think, yes, I think it does. And a machete, I think, seems like, um, like overkill or something. It's, like, you're right. trying to be scarier by having such a big weapon. And it's, like, and there's more intimacy, like, with the knife. It's smaller, mm-hmm. so they have to be, like, right there. Totally. Um, the one thing that makes machete stand out for me kind of viscerally, um, have you ever seen Teristas? No. That's a horror movie I really liked at the time. Couldn't tell you if it's actually good. I don't know. But um, there's a part where a guy, like, this guy with a machete, like, finds, like, some of the main characters you've been watching. And he just, like, effortlessly hacks away at the guy, like, starting with his arm. Like, just immediately, like, without even a thought. It's, like, such an interesting moment because... There's no, like, build-up. He's just like, I see you, I'm gonna kill you. Right. And it's it's very weird because the way he cuts his arm is, like, diagonal or something. Like, it's so hacky. Mm. There's not a, a plan. Like, because you know normally when you see something in a movie, it's like the killer is gonna... He's slitting your throat or he's cutting off your head or he's... Like, there's a there's a goal there. But this was just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to hit you until you're dead. Right. And it was like, ooh. ooh. It was like, just very disturbing. So. Yeah, no, that's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. What a refreshing moment. So original. I love that. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely can imagine, like, what you're describing. Like, I think that's kind of what's scary about, like, a hatchet or something. Like... Yes. 
Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, so true. Um, I It's just like a real psychopath picks something like a hatchet. Or is it yeah. like... That's just a totally out of nowhere. Like, whenever there's a serial killer that they're like, he shot the victims, I'm like... What the fuck? <laughs> like, how is there any joy in that? Yeah. Like, okay. It's just like, like I, did you know that there's other things you can do? Like, right? <laughs> is this like your first time? Like, you don't really know what you like yet. I don't. Uh, um, the worst killer, though, is BTK. Are you familiar? Oh, what is it? Bondage. What's Bind, torture, kill. Uh, right, right. I, I feel like I remember hearing a podcast about him. Aren't there pictures, like, photographs of, like, that he took? Like, God, I don't know. I think there's, like, Polaroids. No, I, that's, like, the only thing I can think of with him. But, like, yeah, I remember hearing about how he would... What was his deal? He tied people up? Yes, and, like, put a plastic bag over their head and, like, suffocated them and then you like jerk off while they were slowly dying but there it was like there's a documentary about him that was on netflix i it probably still is that is truly like one of the most disturbing things i've ever seen like after i was like i kind of wish i hadn't watched that because it's gonna haunt me forever yeah so if that sounds interesting to you (laughs) definitely watch it but it was just like the details they give you about like he killed a whole family was like the main oh thing God. there's like the stories about this one family and the chill and it's like the brother who wasn't home talking about it oh geez so the details they give about the family and the kids are like so dark it's really just like so disturbing <laughs> it's so yeah. disturbing yeah, no, I, I definitely, like, I, I kind of, it's been a while since I, like, there was a time that I was listening to a lot of, like, serial killer and, like, cult stuff. Um, I don't really as much anymore, but uh, sometimes I will have a night where I'm, like, let me just listen to, like, the audio of John Wayne Gacy explaining his <laughs> not trick. <laughs> Just for fun. Like, let me just do that. Uh, You know? So, like, there's still part of me, I think, that, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's always going to be that sort of draw. Uh, So maybe on a a rainy day, I would watch that. But yeah, John, I I would say Gacy is probably my... uh, Really? Yeah, he just, like, gives me the fucking... I mean, he's, like, my, I guess, uh, ultimate, like, archetype of freaky serial killer oh he's never i never looked that much into him i was just like he does the clown thing whatever i I don't know i just kind of immediately dismissed him i know i think he might be the scariest iteration of horror clown i wow because he would do he would use his little like magic not trick to like trick people he'd be like let me show you a trick and that's how he would like initially trap them you know and there's like audio of him like once he had been arrested like showing someone and you can hear his voice and so I just I love to just like listen to his (laughs) describe it you know just (laughs) just kind of put yourself in that space um but also Sufjan Stevens has a song about him that's like really chilling um that's just like a nice little you know after you've spent the night sort of watching his 
you know, YouTube videos about him, you can listen to this song and sort of, like, just go away yeah. for a second. and Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, these serial killers get really creative sometimes. Like, like I don't know, do you know much about Albert Fish? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a heavy one. That's one that's, like, hard to... Yeah, because he had all those letters and yeah, they're brutal. Yeah, and just being like, because I think they said like he had foster kids, right? And he would like babysit for people, and he was like the nice old man. So I guess there's the creepy old man, is him. Um, But so like just the way that they'll make their whole life about like trapping whatever kind of victim they like you know that's like one reason like when someone's on a dating app i'm like hey don't post that you're a mom or whatever because ooh, that's a really good point oh my god i never would have thought of that but that is like ooh, yeah you gotta watch out for these predators because it's like what would you do if you were gonna do this like, that's what, this is right. sick, but I think it would be so fun to write for a character like that, because I would just be great at it. I have a really weird way of, like, just being detached, and, like, I was obsessed with serial killers when I was 15 or something, so it's, like, something I've been thinking about a lot mm-hmm. for a long time, so I just think I'd be really good at writing a character that was, like, totally deranged, because it's just... You kind of just have to use the skills you have in other areas. And right. be like, if this was what you wanted, though, like, what would you do, you know? Totally. Um, no, that's like, uh, I mean, Gacy used to pretend to be a cop, you know? And it, really? like, he, he got away with it. He would pull people over, you know? And it's like, you could probably still do that now. And, like, who's going to be like, yeah. are you really a cop? You know, like... Right. So I... Totally. Yeah, there is something to, like, the... What can you get away with, especially with, you know, being able to, to stalk people on social media or whatever. And, like, I, I Even have, if you just... At my job, I have, like, access to an address database. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I can just, like, find people's addresses. Yeah, so that... Yeah, might be the kind of job a person would want to get if for whatever reason. You know? Like, like I want to say BTK installed security systems or something. Right, yeah. So it's like, you know how to get into people's houses. You know, you know, you can unlock a window so that yeah. later you can get in. Like, it's just, you know, I, I think looking to, like, the animal kingdom, too, and going, like, what are things that they do to trap prey? Mm. So, like, how um, Ted Bundy, like, would fake being, like, um, hurt oh, and be, like, or yeah. frail. Like, some animals do that. They fake being, like, hurt so that something will come and try to eat them and then they'll eat it or whatever. So, yeah. it's... uh kind of crazy how some people's brains work that way right yeah no it is like definitely there is part of it that's like yeah you just devote all of your thought to yeah. the end goal you know and that's really what yes you start to realize like oh every move that you make in your life is like yeah like a predator yes have you seen 
the house that Jack built? I started it. I started it. Um, do you like it? Should I revisit it? Yes. Okay. But it is definitely very disturbing, but it's really interesting mm-hmm. how it, like, puts you... Like, the serial killer is essentially, like, the protagonist, so there are times when you're kind of rooting for him. It puts you in this position where you're like, come on, you're going to get caught, and you have this, like... <laughs> it's like, it would be good if he got caught, right. but I'm, yeah. like, upset about it right now, it's, so it's... <laughs> I don't know, but it has, like, a lot of interesting, like, symbolism Mm. trying to explain his mindset and comparing it to other things. Like, it'll cut back and forth between, like, a regular thing and then his murdering people. And it's, he does so many crazy murders that are just really unique that it's, um... You know, when multiple things stick with you from a movie, you're like, oh, God, that scene, and oh, that mm-hmm. scene, and oh, God, that scene. Like, it's it's pretty good, you know? Which, of course, you can't expect anything less from uh, Lars von Trier. Right. Yeah, no, that's why I kind of, like, I want to revisit it, because I think, I don't know why I sort of gave up on it. I mean, maybe I was just, like, not in the mood, but, um, I mean, I remember how, like, visceral it was, because I saw the part where um, he goes to that old woman's house, and he's, like... Kind of, like, babbling at her, like, oh, I need to, like, inspect your house and everything. And that was really, like, tense and, like, well-acted. So, yeah, I should give it another shot for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... Yeah, sometimes you're just not really in the mood for something that's, like, so kind of real and visceral. (laughs) It's not necessarily always a good thing. Um, your kitty is so cute. I just have to say, Thank Jesus you. Christ, your kitty's so cute. <laughs> she's, she's, I can't even describe. She's like, I don't know. She's like always sick. Like she'll, she'll like jump. Aww. Like I'll have new people over and she'll like jump on their lap and like sneeze in their face. Like she's just like, <laughs> I've never, never had a cat like this. She's. I love her. I love her. But she seems so sweet. She loves people for sure. Aw. Wait, you don't so her sickness is like a little off putting sometimes? <laughs> well, she's <laughs> she has like allergies and so she's always sort of like oh. got like a snot bubble or like <laughs> she's like a cartoon or something, I don't know. But Oh my gosh. She's yeah, she's, she's geriatric. Got a funny little look. Oh she is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's so <laughs> it's <brunch. laughs> Um, so then you were talking about Lars von Trier, but uh have you seen Nymphomaniac? No, I've like had it described to me and then I was like, okay, well I don't have to watch it because like I already know like what it is. I don't know mm-hmm. why I didn't really have like an immediate like interest in it, but um Yeah. I never wanted to watch it, um, I think sex stuff sometimes just makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I just didn't want to watch it. But when I watched it, I was like, this movie is so fucking good. And there's, I mean, there's a, you know, obviously like a larger story beyond just like the sex, but there's definitely also a lot of like very graphic sex, but Mm -hmm. I've now seen it twice and it's just, it really is just like one of the best movies ever. It's like so... It's so good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I loved... He did Mel- Melancholia, right? 
Yeah. Okay. I love that movie. Um, yeah. I don't really think I've seen much else from him, so. Did you see Antichrist? No, that's another one that, like, people told okay, me yeah. before I had seen it, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I, I get the idea, but, um, I mean, it sounds like something was... I'd like. Like, I do yeah. get into, like, the freaky, that freaky shit, so. Yeah. You know, uh, but I guess because, like, I was never curious because, like, people were always, like, telling me the worst parts about it, so it's like, <laughs> all right, well, you know, like. That that is the thing with Antichrist is that there are a couple parts that make you go, oh, I never need to see this again <laughs> right, because right. it is so gross. There's like two parts maybe, but otherwise, it's just kind of good and interesting and like a weird psychological like story of this couple and you know, um, so it's it's mostly just interesting. It's just that there's a couple moments where you're like, oh right. God, do we need that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And that's basically what I know about it, is those things, because it's like, people are just dying to tell you about it, you know? Um, But yeah, I should, he's someone that I think I kind of always wanted to, like, watch more of his stuff, because I feel like I would like it. It seems like it'd be up my alley. Yeah, I think so. And if you watch any of these things and you're like, what the fuck, that's don't blame me, okay? Well, I feel like you're in good company because it seems like he's pretty well regarded as like a yeah, I you think know. so. Yeah, yeah. Usually, so. I just like when there's something like that that I don't like. I assume that it's because I don't get it. So <laughs> no worries there. Yeah, I don't know. And some stuff is like it's like maybe not. Well, it's like we were talking about kind of with the zines and stuff. Where a lot of the, like, filmmakers who are, like, artists, Mm -hmm. maybe the whole movie isn't, like, the greatest movie you've ever seen. Right. But they are getting these moments across that are so unique and really showing their artistry (laughs) that, like, even if it's not, like, the best movie you've seen overall, it's worth watching because you'll think about it a lot after, you know? Totally. Yeah. I, I always think of, like, I think it was David Lynch who, like, was asked to explain. I think he was asked to, like, explain Eraserhead or something, and he was like, the movie is me explaining it. Like, the film <laughs> is, like, what I need to say. So uh, I feel like, yeah, sometimes it's, like... That's amazing. That stuck with me in terms of, like, okay, I didn't get this movie, like... Maybe it just takes time and, like, another watch to really absorb, like, especially when it's something that's, like, so, that people love, you know? Yeah, and I think some things are, there isn't necessarily an explanation, and it's just, like, this was a cool thing. Because when you find out about, like, I didn't watch the TV show Lost, but... You know, people loved that show. And then when you find out that they didn't even know what they were going to do. Like, they didn't know what the smoke monster was or all these things they were creating that people watching went, okay, there's a reason for this. There's a larger story. It's like, no, they don't even know it yet. Right. You know? That's tight. Yeah, I never watched it either, but it, it does sound like... There's so many, like, apocryphal stories about Lost that just make it sound like such an event yes and i and i think a lot of people i've I've heard that um 
I can't remember where I read this, but just about how shows are designed differently. Like some shows know the beginning and the end and they kind of figure out what's going to happen along each season. And some shows just know like, this is what we're doing this season and who fucking knows what's going to happen in the larger story. And I think some just totally fly by the seat of their pants and do whatever. Like I would guess the walking dead is a show where they just do whatever episode to episode. It doesn't seem very structured. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of interesting when you, we don't really know what most filmmakers are doing and if they have like a reason behind everything they do. Cause I haven't seen Eraserhead, but I saw Mulholland Drive and I felt that way about it. Like, I don't wait. Right. Huh? <laughs> yeah. What? I remember just being like, I have no idea what the fuck. And I'm not totally convinced that there is even a solution to it. Right. It's just kind of, it's, it's the ride and there's, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that, especially with Lynch, I feel like I need to leave room for other people's like, people with, like, more sophisticated understanding of, like, storytelling and film mm. to, like, kind mm. of explain, like, not necessarily what this, what happens in the story, but, like, what the themes are and sort of, like, what he's getting so at. True. Because it really does, like, I, I definitely, like, when I watched Mulholland Drive, I was like, I think I have an idea of, like, <laughs> what am I supposed to take away from this? But I think, like, after that, reading a lot of people's, like, writing about it enhanced the experience like I can't imagine like watching something like that and walking away from it just being like okay like I have a fully formed idea <laughs> of like what I just watched yeah that and that's really interesting because there is a lot of like um real like film uh I don't know there there are aspects to film that I would never think about and I don't think are mm-hmm. always present like when people go oh, this sort of thing represents this or or whatever. I think a lot of people who make stuff are not thinking about that. But if they are, like, there's that documentary about The Shining. And oh, yeah. it's like, ex- so I saw that. And at first I was like, this is bullshit when they go, <laughs> this is this and this is this. And, but then when they went into it, it was like, no, it really is. Because, you know, and they explain how knowing Kubrick and his style and what he's aware of or isn't aware of, mm-hmm. like, how these things are definitely true. So then I went, oh, I guess it is just that some filmmakers have all of these little things in there. Right. And some don't. But if you don't know about that sort of shit and you're not, like you said, either analyzing it yourself or reading a bunch of stuff from other people analyzing Mm -hmm. it, you're just going to be like, I don't know. (laughs) Totally. No, totally. It's Yeah, I really feel like there's directors who are just like, the filmmaker for filmmakers because they're going in with this Mm. whole library of reference that, like, not everybody is, like, going to be bringing to their work. So, yeah, that's, like... I feel like a lot of... Like, one thing that I really want to get into is, like, Italian horror. Like, old 70s, like, Mm. Italian horror because it's so, like, referenced in, like, newer movies and stuff. Like, it's very, like, pulled from. Um... But I've only seen, like, Suspiria and, like, a couple others. And I feel like it's a really... It was, like, a really juicy, um, like, genre. Like, it was a really big, like, you know, influential thing. So, uh, yeah, that's, like, something that I feel like is worth investigating. 
Because the things I've seen that were, like, influenced by it, I really loved. Yeah. Yeah, that is um, how, like, in America we don't really watch other cultures or other countries' movies very much. It's, like, pretty rare. But in other countries they usually do watch American movies. And it's just, we're so, like the worst in every way I guess when other countries are like oh we know all about like the geography of the United States and and so just things that you go we don't really you know you know they're like all oh we're all like learning English and we're like yeah fuck off we don't we're not learning shit you know so yeah it's like probably a good idea to branch out instead of to just think like well what we've got is probably the best stuff oh yeah you know yeah even though I'm sure, you know, we're stealing stuff from other cultures and ending up with some pretty good stuff because of that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. But, yeah, I think that is, like, a, an appeal for me is that, like, usually when I end up yeah. reading about, like, what the fuck was this, like, in a movie, like, some weird, like, indie movie, usually it ends up being some kind of, like, inspired by, you know, yeah, like, a, an, an old random, like, foreign film. And then when you look yeah. it up on Letterboxd, it's like everyone's seen it and it's got like a 4.5 and you're like, what the fuck? Why have I never heard of this? You know, there's some really like yes. great, great stuff out there. Even when you're like, okay, we had all these like uh, Westerns or whatever that were really popular a long time ago. And then they're like, oh, those were influenced by like samurai movies or whatever. Right, and you're right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and I've never seen a samurai movie. <laughs> right. And You know, um, yeah, I've been reading about some old, like, directors, too, like, Fellini or whatever, and Kurosawa, obviously, I just mentioned that, but, like, um, and I'm like, I should probably see one of these movies, because I saw, um, the first time I really, I saw Psycho or whatever, Mm -hmm. but the first time I watched, like, more Hitchcock movies was, you know, not that long ago, maybe 10 years or something at this point, but... I was like, oh, shit, I really like Hitchcock. And seeing what he was like more in, like, his TV show or whatever when he would talk, I was like, he would, like, this is going to sound stupid as fuck, but he would have, like, a cool podcast now. Like, he has, like, a good personality. Yeah, and yeah. he has, like, uh, you know, um, a sense of humor, like, a reverent sense of humor mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like, I don't know. Um, and just, uh, you know, obviously made cool shit and cool, cool stories. And, and I kind of respect that he, like, always wanted to work with the same people because he's like, actors are annoying. And so when you find the people you like to work with, it's like, you know, he really just wanted to make, like, his vision. It wasn't, like, a collaborative thing, mm-hmm. which I think sometimes is valid. Like, not to go off on something else, but, like, certain bands, like, aren't the band their one person. Right. And they just have to have a band to get their vision across or whatever. Um, so, it's just kind of cool to see someone's, like, kind of singular uh, artistic vision. and Yeah. But, yeah, so there there might be other fucking people that I think this is probably just going to be some dumb black and white shit or whatever. <laughs> but if you watched it, you'd really be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, to say. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, especially with, like, old black, like, I think of, like, like, I've wanted to watch Alfred Hitchcock for sure, like, I definitely need to, um, like, I've seen Psycho and stuff, but, like, Orson Welles, I feel kind of the same way, where, like, Mm. you know, uh, what the fuck is his, like, most famous movie? 
The one with... Oh, Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Yeah. Like, that... I took a class in high school that was about, like, film as literature. Uh, and that mm. really, like, helped me, I think, um, conceptualize this, you know, as, like, bigger than the movie, where it's, like, there's a vision here, and, like, part of it is, like, about a real guy, you know? Like, there's, like, political underpinnings to this, but there's also, like, all of these cinematic you know, like, revelation, like, things that had never been done, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, that really helped me going in, because, like, you know, as a teenager, if I had just watched it without any context, I would have been like, this is fucking boring and dumb. Right. So, I think that's, I kind of leaned on Letterboxd for that, uh, for, oh, yeah. like, you know, people who know way more about these things to be like, this is, like, what he went in to achieve, and, like, this is how he, like, made it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome that that information is so accessible now, like, with the internet and shit. Um, Yeah, I took a class that was... um, I never took film as literature. We had that at our community college, but I took a class called Civilizations that would talk about, um, like, music in a certain era it would t- also talk about like the history like wars and stuff and it would go into oh, wow. like architecture and paintings and sculptures and just everything put everything in this context and it was um it was just really cool cuz yeah you don't always realize that things do always exist in the time they're made and the culture they're made and the, you know, whatever's happening. Um, you know, you just don't think of things that way. And I'm not going to do hours of research to figure it out either, but somebody else will. And right. then you can read their letterbox review. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can turn it into a, a paragraph and then, <laughs> and then I'll know. Yes. <laughs> Now we're both happy. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to... I'll go through these quick. I'm going to let you go soon. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) What's scarier, Christine or Cujo? Oh, okay. So I haven't actually... I haven't seen either. Me either, but generally a haunted car dog. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So this is like a monster dog, just like rabid... Yeah. Like, okay. Um, he, I mean, he might be possessed or some shit. I don't really right. know, but just imagine a scary dog. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, that's hard because, like, uh, I love dogs. I truly love dogs. Um, I'll, you know, I'm gonna go dog. I'll go dog because, you know, rabies is pretty scary. Like, yeah. there are things about rabies that freak me out, like how you won't, you can't drink water and like all the water stuff with rabies. Um, yes. So maybe. And that you just do die. Like right. if you get bit by a dog and you don't get the rabies shot and then you get rabies, you are going That's to it. die. Why? By the time you know you have it, you will die. That's terrifying yeah yeah. which i know it's not like supernatural or anything but i feel like if you're if it's because a car i don't know it's just like okay you're gonna get hit by a car which is just (laughs) like a pretty like normal fear it it would suck but like i think like a dog will like rip you apart or yes 
Or give you rabies. Which is scary. Yeah. And, like, a wild animal in general yeah. is going to be scarier than most things, like, realistically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time with, like, supernatural stuff, too. Like, if it's, like, a haunted car, it's, like, I could watch the movie, but it's not, it's not going to, like, deeply be, like, right. you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I feel like, of all things, a car just really, I don't know, for some reason, it just... There's nothing about it that really uh, would, like, keep me up at night, you know? It's like, oh, a car is going to, like, drive into my four, fourth floor, like, bedroom and, like, totally. run me over in my sleep. I would love to imagine that, though. Like, after someone watches, like, Christine or It Follows, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. like, hear a car driving by and they're like, what was that? <laughs> like, they're afraid the car is going to drive up, like, all four floors of the building. <laughs> That would be a good dream. That, like, a dream sequence in a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the car going Like, screeching stairs. around the really tight corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. I did just watch Death Proof, though, which oh, is not... Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. The car's not evil, but... Is that the... That's Tarantino? Okay. Yeah. Did you like it? Yes. Okay. Okay. It was so good. Have you seen no. it? I just know okay, it's very good. There's feet stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's really effectively scary. They do a really good job of like building tension, and um, it's pretty cool. Okay, nice. I forgot about that one actually. Yeah, I know because it's. Yeah, when I I watched it, because I'd seen it originally when it came out, but then my husband had never seen it, so I was asking him, like, oh, have you ever seen Death Proof? And he's like, oh, is that Robert Rodriguez? Like, because it was connected with Planet Terror, it's like, it doesn't just feel like a Tarantino movie. Right, so. right. It's like, no, it's not Robert <laughs> Rodriguez. It's just okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's scarier, haunted house or normal cabin? Ooh. <laughs> Um, this is way more of, like, a personal subjective thing, but I'm, I'm haunted house all the way. Like, mm. even the creepiest cabin, I'm gonna find, like, I'm gonna make it cottagecore, like, in my head. Like, I just, like, <laughs> fucking love cabins, so. And I, and I am such a sucker for haunted houses, like. Really? There's just something about it that's always gonna... Okay, wait, so, like, a literal, like, house that is haunted, or a haunted house, like, that you go into? Oh, like, a, with people time. in it? Um, I mean, okay. I'll do yeah. those, but really, like, stories about haunted houses, like, okay. you yeah. know, um, movies about them. Like, even if it's, like, a shitty movie, like, I'm still gonna yeah. be into it. I think so there's just something about it, though. Like, I'm always, it's just one of those classic things that... What's one of your favorite, like, haunted house movies? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, wow, after, like, talking about it like that, you think I'd have one, like... <laughs> if you name some, I bet I could... Oh, um, actually, um... Okay. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I said <laughs> I thought of something. No, uh, good. Have you seen Haosu? The, like, Japanese movie from, like, the 70s... No. Um, it's really, it's not scary. It's more goofy and, like, cartoonish. Basically, like, the director mm. wrote a movie based on his, like, 
young daughter's description of, like, a haunted house. So it's very, like, Mm. nonsensical. Um, That's interesting. But it's really, like, visually um, interesting. Like, there's a lot of stuff that he does that is just, like, really fun to watch. It's almost like you could just watch a music video, like... Like, you could just set music to it and not know anything that happens. And, like, you know, there's a part... There's, like, a haunted mirror that this aunt sits in front of. And, like, the glass is breaking. And, like, it's, like, over her face. And it's just this really, like... It, you can tell, like, it's an older movie because all the effects look kind of, like, like practical. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a part where the aunt, like... She's, like... She, she eats, like, children's souls. So she, like... Mm. opens her mouth and there's a big eyeball um so yeah it's just like okay wait a minute wait a minute okay a couple things one have you played any of the silent hill games Ooh. okay so i'm glad we're talking about this i the only one that i've like played through is the room which i really loved okay um yeah but I've only really, like, I started Homecoming. Like, I've played a little bit of them, but not enough to really know, like, the the sort of overarching, like, story of it. Okay. So, two and three, not at all, is really just the newer Yeah. Issues. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which I know is, like, such Cause... a blind spot. Yeah, I mean, two and three are really, really, really good. Like, four is good, but it also has, like, a lot of annoying stuff going on. Like, and it's the start of some of, I feel like, the just not as good stuff they start. Like, five and six are enjoyable, but they're not really, like, fully like Silent Hill. Um, So... Definitely. I I bought two, the the little two and three pack thing for the PS3 recently when they like re Okay, yeah, I see that a lot like that combo. Yeah. So you should consider getting that I, and playing. It. I have been. I've been thinking about it for this stream. Like I feel like it would be good to like as a long term mm. uh, thing to do on the stream, but I do okay, so I have two things. Number one as, like, a real Silent Hill head, did you like The Room? Like, did you, in terms of, like, the series? I'm trying to remember. I just remember it being really annoying to go back to The Room, <laughs> how you're, like, dying every time you go back or whatever. It, like, hurts you, and it was like, oh, my God, fuck off. That's just annoying. Yeah. It's not even scary. It's hard. It's, like, a really hard game. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I don't, I don't really even remember. It was so a long time ago that I played it. Okay. Um, but I want to say I was not crazy about it. Yeah. Because I really love three. Okay. Three is really, really, really good. Two has a really good story, but three is just like, has so many good moments and is just awesome. Um, I actually did also really like six. Okay. Which is... Is that Shattered Memories? No, that might be a different one. Because also the one on the Wii, I think that one might be Shattered Memories. That one's really good, too. Um, oh. And I want to say Origins was really good. Um, I don't remember what system that's on. Mm. Um, but 
what the fuck was six called? Oh, downpour. Um, that one is really good, even though it's, uh, it's got some dumb stuff and it's not like 100% like Silent Hill, but it has a lot of really cool puzzles and um, okay. some cool moments and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that one you could easily find. I think that one's on PS4 maybe. So nice. Okay. I didn't know they had one for the Wii. Well, That's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, super weird. That one's super expensive, though. When I found that one online, it was like, I want to say it was over $100. Oh, my God. Like, that sucks. All these games are so expensive. Even the PS3 pack one was, I think I paid $60 for it or something. Jeez. Which I know is just the price of a normal game right. when you first get it, but it's like, this game's fucking old. <laughs> That's the like, thing. Yeah, they should like somewhat <laughs> depreciate. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Um... And, okay, Visage. We did talk about Visage a little oh, bit, yeah, that yeah. game. That is a scary house. Okay. It is a haunted house. It is so fucking scary, I can't even tell oh my you. God. It's so fucking scary. Okay, I love that. Yeah, it's on my wish list, so, like, I feel like... I think we're gonna finish Layers of Fear, but, like, I really do want to play that, because, like, I... Like, there are a lot of goofy, scary games that are like, oh my god, it's a zombie. But, like, I really love the ones that are truly, like, not just stressful, but, like, they there's a certain level that, like, I really appreciate that game. It's, like, harder for games, I think, to, to reach that, like, horror movies, yeah. I think, do a little bit easier. That, like, they, they are truly, like, disturbing and, you know, like, you want to stop playing yeah. because it's just, like, so creepy. Like, that, yes. I love, I mean, like, the, I feel like The Room was very, like, you know, it, it did that pretty well, at least when I, like, first played it, because it was, like, it was very atmospheric, yeah. is very rarely, like, interactions with other characters, it was just, like, the setting itself was so gross and, like, unsettling, and, like, you would find, like, little notes and stuff mm. that sort of, like, referred to really sinister things, and you were just, like... It, there was always just that, like, queasy feeling of, like, this is bad, like, you know, so, yeah, uh, yeah Visage, I, I definitely want to check out, because it sounds like it gets yeah. at that, like, And oh. honestly, I'll buy it for you, because I'm going to want to watch it, that's, like, I mean, you should be on. Buy. You should, if you want to... I- <laughs> I, I will if you want me to I will I will watch you play that would be a joy because I honestly had to stop playing I went through two of the stories there's three stories I went through two and I had to stop the last one I was like I'm not willing yeah. to be that scared for that <laughs> like, I don't want That's, to it's hard when you're like just playing by yourself yes uh, yeah because it was so much less scary when I did stream it a couple times yeah. I was like oh that helps a lot mm-hmm. um, but you get like chased at certain parts Ugh. and I really really hate that yeah (laughs) it's like very scary for me um even in a not scary situation like being chased would scare me yeah totally Uh, have you played last of us no but i've i've watched other people play it my partner's really into it um Mm. and i mean they talk about like the the zombies sound really cool like how they're like fungus like to me that sounds really Mm -hmm. intriguing but it's not like i don't think i would necessarily like that's a game that I would watch someone else play I I don't really get too into like I don't know what it is about it I guess it's just that it's like more of like an adventure game or something 
You you really should at least just try. Okay, okay. Because I feel like it's like it's got perfect controls. The mm. like you really connected to the characters. The um, all the notes you pick up. There's some like really dark ones, kind of like you were mentioning about the room where you're just like this really alludes to really like sinister stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are moments that are terrifying. Ooh, okay, where you're just like I don't want to <laughs> fucking do this. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. No, that's like, um, I mean, I talk about this all the time, but like the one Resident Evil game that I played was like the Biohazard Mm. one. And I feel like that one was such a good example of like really cinematic sort of storytelling where it's like, it's pushing you through the story where you like see something coming and you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to, like, I don't want to go in here. Or like you hear voices or whatever it is and it's like. It really plays like a movie that you're, like, forced to participate in. And, like, I love that in a game when it's, like, oh, shit, this is really going to, like, this is going to be bad. And it's, like, always worse than we thought it would be. you know it's going to happen. There's this thing in uh, The Last of Us Part 2, which is nowhere near as good as the first one, but Mm -hmm. it, it has some definitely really scary moments, too. But where you see... Like, you're in this, like, um, abandoned hospital. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, like, blood around, and you see, like, metal stuff, like, bent. okay. And you're just, like, (laughs) And then you start, like, yeah, hearing stuff, or I think there's, like, a banging on the wall at one point, and you're just, like, I'm gonna have to fight this fucking thing. I love that. I love that so much. But it's building up for so long, and you keep having to go through different doors, and you're just, like... Yes. They're not going to be in this room, yes. right? Like, it's... Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's like... Okay, yeah. this is the last thing I'll say about the, the room, is that, like, what was so cool about it was, like... I mean, the whole conceit is that there's these worlds where it's, like, the subway world, the hospital world, the orphanage, and, like, they cha- Like, you leave them and come back, and they get, like, worse every time. Um, mm. And that was something that, like... Like, the orphanage, you eventually find out that, like, all these rooms rotate, and there's a chute that goes through them that they would, like, put orphans through. <laughs> like, Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they do, they, like, it, I feel like it's a really good, like, yes, hospitals are fucking scary. Like, these fucked up orphanages are, like, scary. Like, like let's take the scariest elements of them and just, like... I don't know. Uh, just, like, what's the worst thing we could do? <laughs> yes. And there's the, like, sadness there. Yeah. And there's, like, the mystery. Okay, have you seen the movie The Orphanage? No. No. What? Okay. <laughs> that is another one. It is ghosty. Okay. Okay? It is so so fucking good like definitely oh one of my favorite horror movies of all time wow. it's so good oh my god i never even heard of oh it my holy god. shit okay i honestly we're gonna need to like <laughs> talk more about like favorites and i oh my god i i feel like i want to keep you on for three more days at least just non-stop going it's like i'm thinking of like three other things that i want to talk about so i i totally right okay get honestly if you are up for it okay okay um so the other thing have you seen the conjuring okay did you like it yes uh is that that's the one with the the red 
like mask, right? No. What's that? That's Insidious. Okay, I get them confused all the time. Did you like Insidious? Yeah, totally. No? Only because the reveal of the red face thing, uh, for me, I was like, that's not scary. Okay. But, you know. But I think overall it was was good. That's one that, like, I've wanted to rewatch, but I'm like, it probably isn't as good as I remember it because I think I was really high when I watched it, and I was like, this? (laughs) That'll do it. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) I really like the... Because when I was, like, thinking about, like, haunted house movies, I'm like, that one has a really cool, like, I love sleep paralysis stuff or, like, like mm. lucid dreaming stuff. So, like, um, yeah, that's, like, one that I've, like, wanted to. Did you see The Haunting of Hill House? I can't remember if I asked you that before. That was the show, right? Was it the show? Uh, yes. Okay. I started. I didn't finish it. I think because okay, of, like, the There is fan. a sleep paralysis thing. See, that, that definitely cool. appeals to me. I think it was just, like, yeah. the scary stuff I liked, it was just, like, the family drama was a little too, like, cloying. Yes. I did not like it at first either, and then Paul F. Tompkins talked about how obsessed he was with okay. it, and I was like, fine, <laughs> I'll watch it. And then it does end up being really good. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean... I'll just how many things have sleep paralysis? I just feel like that's not that common. Yeah, and like it but... should be. Like, there. Have you seen the documentary about it? Like, no. Ooh, yeah, baby, that's like. Oh god, that's, that's, that's like some of my favorite content because I mean, like, really? I've ha- I used to have sleep paralysis like for a oh while, and like this. I mean, this is a movie about people that like always have it. Like, they just live with it, you know. Um, but it does. Oh god. It taps into, like, the cool, like, I mean, the archetypes that everybody sees, like, the sort of patterns that reappear in everybody's. Really? Yeah, because, like, there's, like, things that are, like, characteristic of sleep paralysis that that tend to show up. And they're, like, historically, like, you'll read, like, old folklore or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's probably sleep paralysis, or, like... Really? "Mm -hmm." Yeah, yeah. What's it called? What's the documentary? Um, I don't remember, but I think it'd be pretty easy to find if you just like Google. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I, it was a couple years ago that I saw it, but I just remembered like. Wow. I mean, that's one of my yeah. That sounds yeah. That sounds intense. I'm like so afraid. Like with certain things, I'm like, if I think about it too much, it's not gonna happen to me. <laughs> I know. Because I don't want that to happen. To me. Well, I think I think the secret, <laughs> at least for me, for avoiding sleep paralysis, is sleeping on your stomach. Um, because like I've heard that from other people too. Because like if you sleep on your back, you're more likely to get it. Um, I don't know why or if that's just like a superstition, but I always sleep on my stomach now because like I I just like maybe I've convinced myself that that actually causes it. But yeah, but I don't know. It seems to be working for you so far. (laughs) So far. Okay, did you say, I know you said you had, like, three things to talk about. Uh, was there another one? I mean, that was mostly it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... I do, um, I did like the Conjuring movies, though, and recently that, was it, was it the Conjuring? Um, on HBO, there's, like, I think it is the Conjuring 4, um, that I thought was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I remember liking, I can't remember which one I saw, but, like, 
I thought it was kind of decent. It made me think of, um, oh, okay, Amityville Horror. That's, like, a really, that's one of my favorite, like, haunted house stories. I was going to ask you about that yeah. one. Did you see the one with Ryan Reynolds? No. Okay, because that one is pretty awesome. Oh, my awesome. God, I didn't know that. Because it is happened. the one where the dad goes crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one, um, I think, I mean, I'm, I often think remakes are better than the original, and a lot of people are not, you know, with me, but I think that one is better, because I recently watched the original, (laughs) and I was like, oh, they don't actually do that much scary stuff. They kind of, like, hint at scary things, and then they don't do them. And it's really just like this guy kind of has a bad attitude and tension. Yeah. I think even the dog, they ended up like not killing the dog. It was just like missing and then he was back. And they're like, what the fuck? So nothing happened. <laughs> um, but also um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Jessica Biel. Oh, remake. Wow. Yeah, it was from 2001. Really? Wow. Yes, it is so fucking good. Oh my god. So fucking good. And the Evil Dead remake. Did you see that one? No, I forgot that was happening. So good. Oh okay. my god. I would definitely, yeah. it's hard for me to imagine like a better Texas Chainsaw, but like I, I'm not as fond about like the original Evil Dead as a lot of people are. So yeah, I... I would watch both of them, but I definitely want, like, Evil Dead to be better. You know what I mean? It's actually scary. It's just actually a good movie. Like, you know, the original one is really just, people like it because it's kind of cheesy right, right, right. it's weird or whatever. But the remake is just, like, a great horror okay. movie. And, well, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I say I don't remember it. I'm not necessarily saying the new one is better, but it just stuck with me in a different way because it also, it does a thing that rarely do horror movies do this. There's like emotion where you really feel like, oh, these people know each other yeah. and they're like, this is a pretty upsetting situation. You Ooh, know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I just feel like you don't get that very often. And this is one other thing I'll say that was like a unique in a horror movie that made me really like it. Um, and it's Hostile. Um, I like those movies in general. And the, the second one's really good too. But. They have a part in the first hostel where a guy is getting tortured and he reacts to the pain like you would react to pain. Oh my God. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> like, and it's like, that doesn't happen in horror movies. Right. Like I have this thing there. I get really annoyed, especially about like zombie movies yeah, yeah. when people just like, they get bit and then they either are just talking about it like, oh my god, oh no, I'm going to turn into a zombie, or they hide it, Mm -hmm. and you're like, do you know how much it would fucking hurt if someone bit off a chunk of your flesh? Yeah. You would not be able to stop screaming. It would be so fucking painful. But you're just like, oh, just beautiful. (laughs) You'd at least be like sweaty. Uh You'd be like, you'd have a fever. Like, I don't know. Um, But people always just, they don't, people don't react to pain like it's pain. They react to pain like it's fear. Yes. Yeah, and it's like or like there's no. like dramatic consequences. <laughs> yeah. um, that is something that I really liked about um, uh, Midsummer, which was like mm. um, it wasn't necessarily pain, but like her screaming, I think, was so like 
it, it's so rare that you hear like screams like that, like just totally like guttural, like traumatized screams that I was just like, this is the best film ever. Like I just yes. Well, that the uh, the beginning of Midsommar with the sister mm-hmm. and the parents. Oh my god, that was so fucking disturbing. Yes, yes. and then the hereditary with the sister and the all of that. Like it really is. Like those moments stick with you because you don't you don't hear that. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like just like. The emotion behind it. Yeah, it's like grief. It's like grief and like true horror, like psychological, like, yeah. Uh, Okay, one other movie. Have you seen Sinister? No. That movie is so affecting, like it's so scary and disturbing throughout. The end is stupid, but it's the very end. Who cares? Um... God, I've so... Have you seen 1408? Oh, is that John Cusack? No. (laughs) Is that good? (laughs) Yes! Really? Oh my God. God. Yes. (laughs) And again, that's like a haunted... It's a haunted hotel room, but I mean like a haunted house, but it's it's so fucking good. Really? so good. Oh my God. Okay. This is great. Yeah, I'm... Oh my god, this is exciting! I'm excited that you have not seen like any yeah, of my I have like a whole movies. list going on because like you <laughs> like I'll do the thing where I'll like look for a list on Letterboxd of like stuff I haven't seen before, and it kind of tr- you know there's like this things that you see like over and over, and I feel like uh-huh. I mean maybe I if I recognized like the movie poster I would have seen it before, but I don't think I've heard anything about Sinister or 1408 or like. Some like uh, I need a list now of like the stuff that you've mentioned because I want to yeah. <laughs> I want to keep track of them. But I I will send you a okay list. I okay <laughs> I'll send you do you, uh, do you prefer Twitter or Instagram? Uh, honestly, either is fine. I'm pretty much on both of them. Okay. okay. Thank you. This is exciting. Yeah, so excited to hear what you. Think. I do have one that um, like I I think. Um, like, I know about it because of Letterboxd, and, like, it's a movie that I always think of a review, because, like, after I watched it, I saw a Letterboxd review of it, and it totally heightened my, like, enjoyment of it. Because the review wasn't about, like, the making of the movie, but it was almost like a... Not poetic interpretation, but just them sort of, like, taking a theme from the movie and, like, fleshing it out a little bit. Um, but have you heard of The Alchemist Cookbook? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. That's a weird one that I, I recommend. Um, if you... I mean, it's definitely, like... It's very unique because it's, like, mostly one character. And I don't want to tell you too much about it, but it's, like, a guy in a trailer um, kind of, like, descending into magic, like, black magic, or, like, madness, like, what is it? Um... But it's it's really good. I've actually wanted to rewatch it. Um, it's not like a crazy good movie, but it's really like I feel like it does a really good job of just having one character, just like totally isolated, 
and like driving himself crazy um and there is like some like supernatural stuff that shows up that sounds very cool yeah yeah. so i would would be curious to what you thought of it but there is a review of it that's like holy shit like it it just like it's like a nice little cherry on top i guess okay so i'll have to i'll watch it and then ask you about the review i'll be like which review is (laughs) it perfect (laughs) yeah no this is i told cliff about it too because like cliff um was we were recommending stuff too and he he -hmm. recommended um i don't like what's it called a dangerous song or like a second song it's about these like occultists in like a house um doing a ritual and uh it's really good okay but yeah i had told him about uh alchemist cookbook and like sent him the review and he was like damn that's a good review so so okay so you can read the review beforehand and it still would heighten the experience yeah but i would say after after yeah yeah and i do love going into a movie when you know very little about it i think that's so fun when you're just like oh what the yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's i think that's a good one to just not know anything about it yeah, you're like, okay, guy in a trailer, mm-hmm. some supernatural stuff, some crazy stuff, but, like, I don't know what he looks like, I don't, you know, like, that just, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah, and I'm always looking for horror-type movies to watch, because I feel like I've seen all of them, mm-hmm. and so many of them are so bad, and, you know, they're just like, I yeah. don't watch anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll ask you these last couple, okay, and then I'll let you go, <laughs> <Okay>. finally. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta know what the last ones are. I gotta. Okay, which is scarier, under the bed or in the closet? Ooh. Um, that is really tough. That's really tough. And there's two ways to view this. Like, what's scarier, the idea of someone hiding under your bed or in the closet, or you having to hide from someone? Ooh. That's, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Um... I would probably say the closet, but it's close. It's really, really close. Um, I'm thinking Babadook. Mm, Babadook vibes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really 50-50. I mean, do you feel any, any way about it? For some reason, the idea of someone hiding in my closet sounds scarier than someone hiding under the bed, even though that's, like, one of my biggest fears. But it's, like, for some reason, like, I don't even have an under my bed. I don't have a bed frame, like, oh my God, same because of that. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, who needs it? <laughs> I didn't want to that. assemble it. Like, fuck that. Yeah, no. And and what your cat goes under the bed and then you right. have to be afraid. Like what if the bed collapses onto the cat? I I too <laughs> right, much anxiety right. for a bed frame. I don't need it. Um but hiding under the bed myself, you're like pretty certain you're gonna get caught. Yeah. You can't really see what they're doing. You can only see their feet, so you don't know are they on to you? What's their face doing? Do they mm-hmm. have a gun? Do they have a knife? Like you yeah. know, and so I think Well too, there's like yeah. the the classic like arm from under the bed grabbing your ankle thing um 
Which is pretty. I mean, I I do think of that whenever I walk past a bed. I'm like, what if someone grabbed me? Because they could. You know, um... Are you familiar with that? I think it was in the movie Urban Legend. There's a person who, like, she puts her hand down by, like, under her bed. So her dog, like, sleeps under her bed. And he licks her hand. Oh, God. And she puts her hand down. And then she does that, whatever. And then the next day, I think her dog is, like, hanging in her shower or something. Um, or she sees the person under her bed. I don't fucking know. But then it says on the mirror, like, humans can lick, too. Uh, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so. That's great. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. They can. They can. The I think I'd be able to tell, though. That would be kind of funny. You're like, ah. You're like... Right. Oh, but it's like, yeah. No. <laughs> right. That's not how my dog does it. That's... That's a human tongue. <laughs> okay, what's scarier, shower curtain or sliding glass door? Ooh. Um, probably shower curtain, I think. Yeah. Um, you can write stuff on a door, so I guess that is kind of creepy. But, yeah... A shower curtain, it's like you don't know. Like, I be, I say that because I do the thing to myself where I'm like, there's someone in my shower. You know, I always, like, have to open it yes. to, like, feel better because... Me too. I can't leave it closed. Just the idea of, like, someone standing uh, behind it is, like... Yes. But I don't know. I mean, like, I guess that concept would make just as much sense with a glass door, but I guess a curtain's just more classic. Yeah, and you can kind of see through the glass doors right. usually in a way that often with curtains you really can't. Um, and it feels like they'd have to struggle for a minute to open the glass door. Right. Like you'd have more of a warning. Yeah. It is um, like imagining sort of like a blurry form. Like in the if it's like yes. a fogged glass or whatever, like that is pretty, True. pretty good. True. That is good. Yeah. Or even just like a what the fuck is that right. and it's like the bathtub's filled with blood or something oh yeah yeah <laughs> or whatever i do like that idea of like the mystery figure behind the fog mm. glass we should be making a horror movie together i don't know what yeah i mean obviously yeah it's right there <laughs> it's right there we have so many ideas i have have you seen oh wait what oh i just uh i have been writing down the outline of like a scary story that i want to write so really yeah, that's that's one of my goals for this year is to try and write a horror story. Really? See, and I have I've been wanting to do this for years because I've had a draft for years, but I have like a horror comedy movie. Oh, nice! Yeah, like a script. So we, yeah. Um. Yeah, last time I tried to edit it, my computer, like, the screen turned black, like, for no reason. And I learned later it just does that when you move it. It's, like, a really... One of my computers, I like, five laptops. Okay. It was, like, the oldest one has the uh, final draft on it. So that's why I had to use uh, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you can't open the file in anything else. So I can only view it in that. No. But so since it messed up, I was like, it's not meant to be. Mm. And I just moved on. Damn. But, um... <laughs> but that's funny that we both have these stories we want to tell. Just something kicking around in the old noggin I've been thinking Mm -hmm. about. 
But yeah, I would love again when you do that. I gotta gotta be part of this. I gotta see it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Gotta read it. I'll, whatever I'll be you're gonna do. You. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, what is scarier? A mirror monster, like that thing where you're like washing your face and then you look up and there's like something in the mirror, or refrigerator man. So you're like looking in the refrigerator and then you close it and there's something oh, there. Right, right. Whether it's a shadow or right. whatever. Um, I, mirror. I'm a mirror person. Mm. I just think mirrors in general are, they just like hold a lot more like potential for like scary shit. I think. Yeah, and they can be um, confusing, too. Like, I think it would be very disorienting, Mm -hmm. even, like, to see somebody and then try to react like you're kind of backwards and, you know, or that thing of the the house of mirrors that they have in some movies where it's like, where the fuck are you? Like, they've done that in the same way in movies where it's always, like, uh, you know, I think it was an it and then it was an us, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it's just kind of like, here's a creepy thing and, you know, but I think there are a lot of uh, cool ways you could use those mirror scenes, like where oh, yeah, yeah. maybe someone you love is being attacked and you're trying to find them so you can stop it or something. Yeah, like, totally. I also like yeah. the... Um the trope of, like, seeing your own face, like, distorted uh, in the mirror. Like, that's a really... That's a favorite of mine that I'd like to see more of. Like, that... I mean, in Midsommar, when she's, like, dripping on mushrooms, there's, like, a flash of her own face that she sees that's, like, all disfigured and, like... You know, it's just a second, but I definitely... Um... Yeah. I, I like mirrors as a sort of like weird portal into like the dark self or like you know Yes. Bloody mirror. Have you seen The Craft? Oh yeah. I haven't seen The Craft. I'm like a fake fake horror fan. <laughs> fake goth. No, that I mean yeah, that one's yeah, more of just like Gosh, I can't believe you didn't you didn't get to experience that as a teen. I should like, have. Oh like it's weird yeah. that I didn't. I had a... There's just a cool mirror moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, that's one that I should definitely watch. Um, It's fun. What's the movie that's, like, Practical Magic? Mm. That was my craft. Oh, really? Yeah, that kind of, like, took the place of it. It's, like, not that similar, but, like, it was just, like, a... Like, goofy witch movie. Yeah, same sort of I want to be a witch yes, yes. sort of thing. Yeah. So even though it's, like, different vibes, it's, like, yeah, does the same thing. That's so funny. Um, Have you seen Girl Interrupted? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with that movie. I cut my hair yeah. short because I was, like, I want to be Winona. Totally. I read the book. Yeah, it's. Oh, yes. It's so good. And it's different from the movie. Like, at least some of the the details were very different. But, yeah, I really... That's a... fucking movie, too. Yeah, I'm sure I would be curious to know how much that movie, like, influenced me when I was younger. Because I I was really obsessed with it. I don't know why. Like, it is such a dark movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but there was, like, I just feel like it had that similar way about it where, like, when you wanted to be a witch watching a witch movie, mm-hmm. it's like it made you want to be, like, mentally ill. Yeah. Like, be in an insane asylum. Like, it somehow made that seem really fun. Right, right. It's like, I want to be, like, mentally ill, but not, like, the other people there. Like, I want to be hot. Like, Angelina Jolie is, like, hot crazy. You know? Yeah. Like, she, like, she's just, like, wild. Like, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And yeah, Winona Ryder, like, I love that her character, like, isn't even really crazy at all. She just, like, <laughs> had a bad moment. Right. I guess they said she has borderline personality disorder, but that doesn't really, doesn't really seem like that way. Yeah, she's movie, mostly, like, the straight man in that whole yeah. thing. It's like, she's sort of there <laughs> to, like, see everything else happen. Yes, and where I love, too, how she, like, has her own moments of being, like, I'm reckless, and I'm rebellious, and I'm whatever, but then when she sees, like, the lengths that Angelina Jolie will go to Mm -hmm. in that realm, then she's kind of like, I might not be (laughs) so crazy. Yeah, like, this is for real. (laughs) Like, you guys, like, actually mean this. (laughs) Yeah, not relatable. (laughs) Okay, it's my last one. What's scarier, being chased or being tied up? Ooh. Um. Ooh, that's, oh. Maybe. I'm trying, I'm thinking, like, logically, I think being chased because it's, like, anything could happen. Like, when you're caught. I mean, it's kind of the same with being tied up because it's, like, what are they going to do to you? You know what I mean? So true. Um, but maybe being chased is almost scarier because, like, you have the chance to get away. I don't know. There's something about it that has, like, a little bit more of a thrill. Like a... Yeah. Um, you it, just turn into, like, prey. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's almost like you have control over whether you're caught, but you really don't. But you'd have this heart-pounding, like... Well, that's the thing. So, you know what I was saying in Last of Us 2, how you know that there's this scary monster somewhere that you're going to have to fight at one point. Right. When you finally see them, they're, I mean, as scary as you could possibly imagine, and it starts with them chasing you. So it just makes it this very, very long, like, chase thing to where if you weren't scared already, Mm -hmm. you you have to be scared. You're being chased. So it's it's just really a really cool way to start off, like, a boss fight. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, fuck. I do love that. Yeah. And, I mean, it looks like a gorgeous game. Like, the the videos that I've seen of it are, like, the, the screenshots just look, like, really... I don't know, detailed and, like, atmospheric and stuff, so. I guess that company uses, like, their own engine, from what I understand. They, like, create the environment, so that's why their games look so much better than other games, because they make their own shit. Nice. That's really interesting, yeah. Okay, one more thing I would ask you if you've seen. Mindhunters? That's funny, because, no, I haven't, but I just talked to, um... My partner about it. Is that a Hannibal Lecter movie? It is. Okay, wait. There is mine. I think oh, it's Mindhunter. Mindhunter. And it's. Is it FBI? 
Yes. Okay. I'm thinking of Manhunter. I do want to see that Hannibal Lecter movie, though. Hayes Davenport on Hollywood Handbook <laughs> talked about how it's, like, the greatest movie of all time. Oh, my God. I do want to see that. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, if Hayes said it, shit. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I. That's another one that I started. I started Mindhunters. And then I think what kind of got me was, like, the... Didn't he have, like, a manic pixie hippie girlfriend who was like, oh, my God, you're just, like, a buttoned-up FBI agent, like... Oh, maybe. I think that She's kind probably of not there off. long. Okay. I'm thinking. Because I probably don't really so. remember that character. Yeah, I But mean, they do a really good job with the serial killer um, profiles or whatever, because they use, like, real serial killers, um, and it's just, it's really interesting, and I think you would like it. I don't think they did Gacy mm-hmm. yet. Well, I don't think they, I think the show got canceled. Oh, okay. Um, maybe, which is crazy. But season two is not that good. Season one is so good. It's about, um, like, more Bundy-type guy, or? It is mostly this guy, Ed Kemper, I think, who I didn't know oh, who that was, okay. but he's got a really weird way about him. Um, I think it's mostly him. They start to hint at BTK, mm. um, and I think they do maybe maybe Richard Ramirez. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. They've got a couple people. It's like the it's, actual um, kill. It's not like yeah. based on them. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that they had so many. Like, okay. Yeah, I should. That's another one. I'm really yeah, bad at like committing. Up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably you're not obsessed with TV. I'm assuming or movies or. Uh, or I mean, like I can definitely. It's been a minute since I've really binged anything, but there are shows that I like. You know, it. I don't totally just write it off. Like I, I would, you know, okay. if it was if it grabbed me, I would watch something all the way through. So. Okay, yeah, because I just, like, watch TV and stuff, like, constantly, okay. so I'm pretty much going to watch every <laughs> single thing at some point, you know, but I get other people are like, look, I live a life, so I don't, like, I go outside, I'm like, oh, no, no, I mean, I don't even I don't. go outside, like, I just have ADHD, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, I'm just bad at, like, finishing things. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. No, That's I, like, perfect. wish I watched more, because there's, like, so much that, like, succession, you know, there's so much that, like, I wish I understood, like, the the discourse and, like, conversations around and yeah. stuff like that. So, it would, I think it would be good for me to, like, stay a little bit more, you know, in the zeitgeist. <laughs> like, it'd be good to me to watch, good for me to watch more TV. Yes, yes. <laughs> it'd be a net positive. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sorry and not sorry that I kept you forever. I, you know what? And sorry to, not sorry to the, to the listeners <laughs> who are going to have to listen to a three plus hour episode. Oh, hell yeah. Shit, this is so good. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. What an honor. No, this was very fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. It was a perfect Sunday night. I would just be playing Animal Yay. Crossing quietly by myself if, if you hadn't invited me, so... Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that I brightened up your Sunday. You brightened up mine, too. So glad to hear it. <laughs> Definitely want to keep talking about uh, all this stuff because it's my bread and butter. Yes. Yes. So I will send you the list of the movies. I will watch The Alchemist Cookbook. God, fuck. There was another one I was supposed to watch. Ooh, I'll think of them. I'll... 
Oh, it was Constantine. Rewind <laughs> Constantine. There might be other That's a fun too. one. I think you'll have fun with Constantine. And I will buy you Visage. Ooh. 